right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the No Laying Up live show for the first time ever live at the range at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Solly here to my right, Mr. Icarito, Neil Schuster. Hello, Neil. How are you? Good morning, Chris. Great being with you as always. TC is here. Good morning, TC. Early on the West Coast. We got our guy Cody on the ones and twos back here. Bought some influencer lights Mm. last night. Uh, yeah, we got the whole influencer kit. It's early on the West Coast. It's late on the Australian coast, so the boys' <laughs> bodies are a little uh, in disarray, but we're here. We're excited. Under 45 seconds on the first Australian mention. We're going to talk about That's our right. golf trip for the next five hours and 45 minutes in this <laughs> golf tournament for probably 15 minutes. No, but uh, we are out here, of course, at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. We're going to be doing this live show. If you're listening to your podcast, this is uh, done very live and very informally. We're going to be bringing some guests in. We have two scheduled for that. Or not. Or maybe. We don't <laughs> we'll know see. exactly. I don't know if they're going to show up or not. <laughs> We're going to pit points, right? We're going to be, we have a five o'clock free crack giveaway for pit points here uh, at the range for anyone that wants to vibe. I think we just have to put everyone through the vibe test as they walk by. If we yell at them, I think we just stare at them, just stop talking and kind of stare at them as they go by. Maybe they'll come through and be like, oh, oh, am I supposed to, are you waiting for me? Am I supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to be on a few, a few things to watch for. We've got the range bathroom right here. Some people (laughs) going to be walking into the shot here. Say, Hey, come on, come through, come through, come Come get involved. We got a seat for a lot of these. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we'll, we'll be we'll you be kind of milling about, um, you know, bringing in guests in, in DJ's chair. The the requirement is if you go out to the range, you have to come back with three nuggets. Yeah, nuggies, nuggies, three yeah. nuggets three of nuggies. information. Can't come back. Intangible nuggies. Yeah. yeah, can be anything. There's um, a guy out here chasing or crows real away. If you find real nuggies, you yeah. bring those back too. Yeah, True. the guy chasing crows has the best job on the range. Yeah, real nuggies. I think uh, Spieth is playing with the CEO of McDonald's this That's week. That's true, exactly. Some chicken McNuggies. We've always That's wanted. Right. We've always wanted to do this a live show uh, from the range. Always worried about you know a lot of things. Lot, you know, a lot of problems could potentially come up, like connectivity. But with AT and T, that is absolutely not a problem. Connecting changes everything, and today being connected is essential. Connectivity is truly the bridge to possibility, improving the way we move through our daily lives, succeeding in work and school, and having access to opportunities that may not have been possible before. That's why AT and T invests expertise and resources in the network constantly, so customers can keep connected with every aspect aspect of their lives. After all, connecting people is what AT&T does best, and each connection leads to greater possibility like this live show. That's not in the copy. I ad-libbed that, guys. Connecting changes everything AT&T. Cody, Cody, what do we go from 30 upload megabits per second to 800 once we put that hard wire in? I mean, we might be plugged into the mothership out here. It's faster than TC's in his uh, in his garage. Definitely faster than Randy's. Definitely. <laughs> That's why Randy wasn't allowed. AT&T was like, nah, man, you're gonna, yeah. your connection's going to make us look bad. <laughs> can't do that. Uh, guys, Pebble Beach Pro-Am is going to look a little different this year. Deej, why don't you give, for, for those that aren't caught up as to what's happening here this week, why don't you... Uh, of course, we are out at a uh, designated signature elevated event here at Pebble Beach for the first time. We're going to see the best players in the world. I think a field of 80, I believe. Uh, no cut, as Neil found out as we were coming on the <laughs> air. Didn't, didn't find out. Re- <laughs> reminded myself, doing a little uh, reading through the scouting report this uh, so morning. It's going to be very different. It's, there's uh, far, far, far fewer celebrities. Uh, we're going to see some athletes, some pretty premier athletes, I would say, in the field this week. We're going to still see a lot of uh, people who paid big ticket, you know, 
cost to, Will we to play. see them on TV is the question. We might not see them yeah. as much, and we're only going to see them Thursday and Friday. So no amateurs on Saturday and Sunday. We're down to two golf courses, just Pebble and Spyglass, which is, I mean, I love MPCC, but it's less moving parts, probably a better TV product, probably a better, like, player experience. Just uh, it should be, should be Dallas. Kind of a lot of the stuff we've been really asking for, I think, at this tournament. Begging for for the last decade. Well, I no think Gary Mule Deer. Uh, that no broke my Michael heart. Michael Bolton. Although we haven't gotten the amateur list. No, Kenny G. Game. I love his music. <laughs> TBD on, on Kenny G. Ray Romano. Sure. Your friend Bill? Well, yeah, my friend Bill and I both did not make the cut um, on getting invites <laughs> this year. But uh, I, I, this, this event has kind of always been a, a shining example, I think, in terms of what the PGA Tour started out as versus like what it has become, right? It used to be, or, you know, it's an amalgamation of like hyper local events that they're trying their best to make into one big package media product, right? And so like when you, you've said this for years and years, we've, you know, kind of ribbed on this tournament a little bit and, and, and you've you said- guys that, have ribbed on Yeah, exactly. When, but you've always said when fan. you're there, it's incredible. Yeah. And like that's kind of representative just, of yeah, what it's always been. It. Like Why it's, is everybody watching on TV? Just, just fly out there and go. Incredible celebrity flow and all of these things. But like on television, it was kind of like a bit of a struggle. Yeah. But um, we have an update from the code man. Oh, we oh, they yeah. want the Thank mustache. You. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Gosh, oh, I'm in the, I'm in the middle of a, of a speech here. We'll get to mustache content, I think, here in a second. But anyways, <laughs> kind of maybe, maybe the the, uh, the new look PGA Tour more is is th thinking of things this as it's going to be. <laughs> Sometimes it's time for a change, you know? Uh, is going to be looking a little bit more like a made-for-television product, right? This is this this uh, structure of golf tournament is made more made-for-television than PGA Tour events have been in the past. Which I think is interesting and... I, I, hate to say complicated, but I mean, so we're talking to our guy, Matt Golden, who's, who's here, uh, help us out with some video stuff. Happy birthday, by the way. To, Happy to birthday, guy, Matt. Happy birthday, Matt. Uh, he was talking about his Uber driver on the way over. She's like, oh, I'm protesting the tournament. There's no celebrities this year. Wow. Like I'm out on that. That's what this is all about. And I think it's like easy to kind of like roll your eyes when you have only watched it on TV. Right. And you've always say like, Hey, build it for me. This is a TV product. It is a very, uh, it's very much one of those things that's like caught in the middle between the old PJ Tour and where I think the new PJ Tour is probably going. So it's, you know, it, it, it's a bit of a, a weird kind of transition spot, but I think as far as like the vast, 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 massive majority of golf fans, I think it's about to get a lot better. I, I certainly hope so. I mean, there's what, 30,000 people in attendance, 50,000 right. people in yeah. attendance, and there's a couple million people watching throughout the week. So I think you know, that balance, balance yeah right? but it's i mean but it's a weird it's a weird balance between like i mean you saw it probably playing in it last year like between the the host organizations and who puts on the yeah. tournament and why they put it on and what they get out of it is like very different than what the tv totally you know consumer gets out of it so it's just it's just an interesting uh interesting thing you got cam young cam young walking in cam oh, young hell great yeah. flow yeah. yeah it does have a great flow We've got yeah. some of the ams warming up behind dj over yeah, here you know some decent swings we positioned our cameras what? we're gonna see nothing <laughs> but say, swings. it's gonna be the best players in the world if we see some of these swings over dj's shoulder <laughs> we've got a tanimal out here this, this guy on the right here dressed in all tan looks like he must be some sort of high-powered ceo with the tour visor on I'm excited for this week, man. Well, I it just, it's gonna it, be, it's Pebble gonna be Beach is cool. incredible. Like it is a course that a lot of people have a lot of memories of either playing or watching on television or watching the U.S. Open or Tigers U.S. Open. And it just didn't make sense to like come to this tournament every year and not have the best players in the world play in it. Right. Like we're going to see Roy McIlroy play six, seven, eight at Pebble Beach this year. Right. And that just feels like it feels like it should happen more yeah. at least once a year. 
You have to I win mean, the cooperation. Rory, JT, Max. A lot of dudes. Speeth. Like, Speeth always played. But Scotty. Yeah, guys that wouldn't normally play. Hopefully, pace of play is a little bit better this year with this with a smaller field. Um, but yeah, it's you know hopefully the weather cooperates. Yeah. Forecast think, looking a little dicey. I think there's we're gonna get to atmos- <laughs> atmospheric river content later in the show. I think you were maybe making a it was I think it was you saying this yesterday about like they might be able to do some different things with setup. So I haven't gotten to watch uh, much of the walk much of the golf course, but I was blown away. We drove walked past number four yesterday, and four is usually a very wide fairway with kind of a. Not quite center line bunker, but left center bunker. And you kind of got to figure out, you got a couple different options as to how you want to play it. The rough is brought in for the U.S. Opens, and it was brought in for the U.S. Women's Open. So that center line bunker actually sits in the rough, and it looks kind of silly because there's a, a bunker way down the left that is way deep in the rough. But I don't know if they either never moved that rough back after the U.S. Women's Open or if they grew it in intentionally. But that was the only hole I saw that it was like, the rough is inside the bunker line God. on the fourth hole. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. So sorry, TC. It's, it's all right, man. It's all right. It's egregious. But as Brandel said, that's the only way to test the players is uh, is more thick rough. So the mowing lines I think, are not good here. I think there's something interesting about Saturday, Sunday, no AMs. Maybe they can make it a little more dicey and a little more, you know, just no a little AMs more whatsoever. turned up on Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, it's Thursday, wow. Friday only, yeah. A lot of a lot of news flowing to this this part of the table so far. <laughs> no, today. I knew that. Don't pin that one on <laughs> well, me. It's tough. It's like I feel like some of this. I forgot broke, about the no cut know, thing a few months ago, and then but it, but it was never really announced. Announced, and it's just dripped out over the last. It is hard. The PJ Tour in general right now just kind of feels like a yeah. I, when I hear that for the third time, <laughs> I'll let it sink into my head. But the first time, I'm like, yeah, that's probably going to change. It was super easy to get excited about this format when it looked like. You know, when we, when we, that was like, okay, here's the plan for the future of the PGA Tour. Now we're still kind of like, I don't know what pro golf's going to look like in two years. So it's, hey, I, I really hope these signature events work. I, 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 I struggle to come up with a better way than just like, oh yeah, let's get the best players in the biggest events. Like that still sounds like a really good idea to me. Like a good start. Yeah, that'd be, that's a definitely <laughs> it's a good, good start. start yes. And, and at no, I don't think there's any names left out of this other than obviously the names that have gone to live, but I don't think there's many names left out that I'm like, man, this, this field needed to be bigger than 80 guys. Like, Amen. Hayden Buckley was the last man. That is no offense to Mr. Buckley. No, but like that, Keith Mitchell was the last guy in. I think Keith Mitchell Uh-oh. got in, which bumped Hayden Buckley. There's still a lot of, like, he got in via the, the, the Aon Next 5. He got in via World Ranking. He got 10. in via the Swing. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's still a lot of... The erector set is there's somebody a, tore it all down, and somebody started to slowly build it back up. Which a lot is of tech debt, <laughs> concerning, but yeah, it would be nice if bad we could code on the on the qualifications. Things. Can I read out uh, among the additions to the eight man uh, pro am event are five players via the Aon Swing Five. Saturday's winner Matthew Pavon, Sony Open champ Grayson Murray, Christian Bazadenhut. Kevin Yu, a.k.a. the Soldier Boy. You! <laughs> and Steven Super Yeager, 54-hole leader this week before a closing 72, knocked him out to a top or to, to a T3. In Yeager's case, however, he was already in Pebble, courtesy of his FedEx Cup ranking after last fall. Because Pebble draws from number 61 mm. and beyond in points to get to 80 players, Yeager at number 61 was guaranteed a spot. But with him taking a swing five exemption, <laughs> Keith Mitchell was the beneficiary. Mitchell at number 69... Shout out to Adam Long. It's the last man in with Hayden Buckley, the first alternate. Alex Noren, Thomas Dietrich, Mark Hubbard, Eric Van Royen, Brandon Wu, Davis Riley, and S.H. Kim also qualified via last year's points. Jake Knapp and, and, Lake, and Nate Lashley, both T3 at Torrey, were the first two left out of the swing five. Nashley tied for seventh in the race with Justin Thomas. Thomas, though, will fill out the pebble, <laughs> with the pebble field on Monday through the OWGR World Golf Ranking updates. The crooked OWGR. I don't know. Just Did you get all on. that? Yeah. Just put yeah. the golf so on TV. So any mules out there that are unhappy that you didn't get in here, 
there's come, a lot of guys in this Seems field. like a lot of entry points. <laughs> come talk to TC. Points. Swing five. Swing a five. Swing five. A on swing five. But, uh, but all, God, I'm going to, I'm going to quote our guy, Mike Juan. Governance is hard. It you is. Know, sure. It's hard, hard to keep a lot of people happy, but it, it kind of seems like they're doing a pretty good job. At least there job. is a process. And at least there's like, I mean, if, if it was a closed shop, I think we'd be bitching, bitching about that, right? If Matthew Pavon wins last week and he doesn't somehow get into this, like everybody's bitching about that. Grayson Murray, same thing. It's like, you gotta you gotta create all these doors, and I think it does make for the best product. Speaking of speaking of entry points and exit points, we yeah, did. Ex- yeah, we're gonna send DJ on his way a little Sorry. bit. We have uh, hey we, three we have nuggies. Our, DJ's yeah. gonna go down the range. He's gonna come back with three nuggies. We have uh, a guest who I believe is gonna be joining. We did us. have we need to make all the guests walk this so people <laughs> so people can slowly dramatic. Who could it be? Who could it be? Of who is coming? All right, to Pie Man. We'll see you. Speaking man, of entry points as well, three nuggies. Four sponsor exemptions this week. Adam Scott. Uh, We'll Peter talk Monati. about that. We'll come back to that, oh, I think. Hoge coins walking in as well. Here Tom we go. Our guest Pass first first guest coming on the show, Miss hey, Kira, Kira K. Dixon from the Golf Channel and NBC. Welcome, Kira. How are we Thank doing? You. This says actually AT&T Influencer. Oh, you influencer. are influencer. We have our influencer lights up. Part two of this will be on Kira's channel. Make sure you like and subscribe. <laughs> that like button. Well, we're yeah. going to oh, shift sorry. you a little this way and right into the mic. We're doing it live here, folks. How are we doing? Oh, we're live. Yeah, okay. we're live. We're live Hi. on the air right now. Did you live not know that? Hi, guys. <laughs> Good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm actually going to take this off. So yeah, that's probably best. Yeah, you yeah. all know. Okay. That's probably best. Yeah. What are you up to this week? So I'm just here today. I was here yesterday. I got to play in a golf event up at the Preserve. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been up there? Never been up there. It is. They have like a 10-mile driveway. It was beautiful. So I highly recommend it. Um, so played in a little golf event up there, and today I'm hanging with you guys. I got some stuff with AT&T, and then I'm out of here. But it's nice to do a quick drive-by to see my favorite place in the world. And you've played in the past. Here. Correct here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who did you I, play with last year? Harry Hall, is that right? I had Harry yeah. Hall last year. I've had Zach Blair, um, Seth Reeves, and Ryan Armour. What, what and then a- there was the one, the COVID year, we, I didn't have a partner, but it was me, Macklemore, Bill Murray, <laughs> uh, and Catherine Newton, and maybe one other person, maybe Larry Fitzgerald, just like the six of us, and we did a whiskey loop. And yeah. that was pretty sick too. That's so. uh, the, we, the request from our producers. You pull this microphone just a little bit closer oh, to you. Sorry. We have uh, here's yeah. the McRib is joining us. Hey. Oh, <laughs> love that animal <laughs> outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. full love animal outfit going here. How are we doing? Good to see you. Uh, channeling my 2010 Tiger Woods. Oh, page. that that's exactly right. Three Underneath the, the tree. tree, three wood under love the tree. <laughs> you gonna come join us today? Um, no. Okay. That's figured, fine. Yeah, yeah. I figured, figured that much. Yeah, we're kind of set right See now. See you later. I will. I'll come, I'll come by. All right. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think you and I could just spend the next three hours just regaling our tales from playing in this. I think that's what people want to listen to, probably, all our stories. Well, yeah, come <laughs> what, What's your favorite favorite part of Pebble Beach, the, the week? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, Sally, as you know, it's a pretty magical experience when you're standing on 17T or you're standing under the tree on... 18 fairway and you're just looking out at this I mean, the most beautiful place in the world and it's one of those like what did I do to deserve this how did I get here um, that's the power of golf the, it's the pinch me moment of like I've gotten to do so many things I have no business doing just because of golf there's n- no reason why I of all people should be standing out on that fairway looking out at the most gorgeous thing in the world so that's probably my favorite part about Pebble Beach and then you know you get to so in, in my life in my job I talk to these guys on a, in a, you know, a reporting sense. And we are talking about their game or whatever's happening in the game of golf. But in this case, I can actually play and 
get to know them in a different way and show them that I have this other side that I actually play golf. And um, so that, that gets you a, a different side of them and then they can see a different side of me. You're a golf junkie. You got some, what, what have you been working on in your game? I've been seeing some lessons on your Instagram lately. You're getting into it. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> How much time uh, you got? So if anybody out there is like a super armsy player, a la me, um, there's this groundbreaking thing where if you use your core oh and some ground force, you can actually get a lot more distance. You gotta use the big ball, the earth. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so I've been working really hard on just keeping everything together on the takeaway and then using my core and keep, like if, imagine there's a stick right here, just like keeping everything under the stick here so that I can not flip it and then, you know, do bad things over to the hmm. left. So that's what I'm working on. How'd you play when you played in the event? Were I've made the cut. nervous or? You made the cut three times. Wow! And like shaking, can't okay. can't like hear anything. My heart beats in my ears. I don't know. How did you feel when you were playing in the event? Uh, I mean, it was like the most fun you could have playing golf. I was playing with Bill Murray, so there was a big crowd out watch, but nobody was watching me at all. So it was actually like. So you're like, oh, this is great. There's a great photo uh, one of my friends took that I'm teeing off on 14, and like I'm in this great drive around the corner, and everybody's eyes are on Bill who on the back of the tee box. It's like, okay, well, no one's here to see. I, I didn't get nervous because no one was there actually there to watch. Me play but you probably had some people tripping you though oh yeah, yeah. everybody was yelling it's like who the hell is this guy <laughs> so who do we have in the field this week celebrity wise because there's, there's what there's like five or six um there's i believe josh allen aaron Rodgers, larry fitzgerald tom brady uh buster posey and i i'm sorry for whoever i uh, missed pa but pal gasol pal gasol um maybe one more those are those are a-listers. Yeah, Tom yeah. Brady. I mean, he was just oh, in yeah. Melbourne. Yeah, Brady. <laughs> he might have been on our flight. I don't know, he's probably on a different route. No, he might have been a few. straight from Australia? A few <laughs> thousand feet How's above us. How's it going? <laughs> doing okay. We're good. Really well. We're good. West we Coast like is easy. Yeah, yeah, this is better right. than going back to the East Coast. Yeah. So it's a little okay. bit of a uh, okay. cold plunge detox. last night. Cold plunge. Sauna. You got your coffee. Yeah. It's been good. Good. Okay. I'm cold, though. I'm a little cold. You're cold. This is like Florida cold. Have you ever been to Refuge? It's the, oh. the hot and cold tub spa about 15 minutes away. No, you know, has a personal sponsorship with Refuge. No, I don't, okay, but yeah. we named our message board after it because it's <laughs> kind of the center of the maze. Okay, so that's, that's good to know. Yeah. I will check that out on my next trip here. Yeah. Oh, there's Josh Allen walking in. Yeah, here, here he comes. He that's exactly right. I saw him yesterday at the preserve. He was playing. He he's a golf junkie. Do you know oh, him yeah. at all? Did you talk to him at the last uh, year's? I mean, I see him around at the AT&T. It's a great, that's another great place. We're you, part of this. Do you go hang out in the tap room and just, just yeah. hobnob? You, you yeah, hang out in the tap room. Yeah, hang out. <laughs> Who am I to not hang out in the tap room? Yeah, you stop by, like, there's that person, there's that person. You end up not actually sitting and really having dinner because you're just bopping around to different tables and saying hello. So God. that's the scene. If you can ever come to the AT&T, go just sit in the tap room and people watch. It's great people watching. Hmm. What, uh... What what's what do you think of the the, the start of the PGA Tour season's been uh, you know some kind of long shot a lot of long shot winners what's got you excited about what's coming in this year on, on the PGA Tour? Uh, so I'll start this by saying I've had some meaningful time off from my regular uh, nine to five job, which is reporting on the Golf Channel from so from November. So my first start back is going to be waste management, which mm. I've never worked before. I've oh, never gosh. been to, uh, but in the meantime, I've gotten to actually consume golf as a fan. Um, like seeing Nick Dunlap win, uh, those types of stories actually get people excited and, uh, you know, 
things are different these days. So I've uh, I've really enjoyed getting to consume golf as a fan um, and kind of seeing can we keep that going is, is my hope. And I want to see how all these things progress. I mean, I, I'm excited to see how the format this week yeah. is. It's completely different than anything we've ever been used to. Usually you see 156 players, but like I want to see. Rory play Pebble Beach. I want to see Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa. Colin Colin's never played the tournament before. To be able to, um, which it should be a good fit for him. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so I'll, you know, things are changing, but I want to see how it Solly's evolves. Been furious at, at all these European tour guys uh, coming in, playing well, taking up spots from. You're just putting words, like just putting words directly <laughs> in, our, in my mouth. Well, oh, sorry. Tell me more. Nothing. Well, no, no. <laughs> no, winning last week, yeah. Holy guard in the field. You know, he's he just he has a this this is this is going back four years when the OWGR was skewed towards European tour players. Oh, here we go. So he We're just missed OWGR. That's all fixed. That's all fixed. And now you know the top ten players from the DP World Tour get PGA Tour cards, which I think is a great development. I, I said it when it happened, yeah. and it's I'm wonderful. happy for all these players that have come and and represented their game on the on the PGA Tour yeah. and won. That's We're, a great thing. Connecting the tour. That's yeah, a great thing. They're not thing. only showing up, but they're yeah. They're winning, they're That's finishing incredible. top five. I mean, Matthew Pavon created this incredible drama down the stretch. Yeah. He decides to take that shot. He could have, he could have finished T ten yes. after after landing in that rough, and he walks away with the win. I mean, come on, let's That's break. great. So he's and literally he's making this up. He's totally making this up. I hate it. I did not like when you could only play the European Tour and like get your I, I way to the top. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no, I don't want the, the the Europeans are awake right now. I don't want to send right. them after us. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of Malbon stuff out here. Uh, what did you think of, of Jason Day's – have you seen Jason Day's yeah. outfits? Yes. Are you pro? I think they're great. Yeah. I think what it's great to have something a little bit different on the golf course. But I does think, it look good on Jason Day is the question. I mean, <laughs> I think we're just so used to seeing Jason Day in super tight Nike, uh, you know, that kind of 2010 to 2020 Nike era look, which is a look. Um, I mean – I like a baggier pant, and that kind of there's that's not like a new thing. Uh, I like the sweater. I want to. I mean, I don't know that the sweater is gonna be great for hot weather for him. Like what? supposedly he's got some overalls <laughs> working at Does some he point. Really? I think it waste yeah. management. Uh, listen, I thought he looked great yesterday. He had some black, uh, like kind of tiger circa 1998 style. We were calling it like the on. NBA draft collection, yeah, like uh, the Tracy like. McGrady pick. <laughs> I mean, look, there's, I think that I like to them. have anything yeah. different in golf is like, please, like, let's do that. And it represents, I mean, there's so much fashion and streetwear and like, there's so much, you know, life outside of golf fashion. So that we, if we can have any of that, if we can, we're talking about clothing, like yeah. Yeah. on a golf podcast. Like, that's great. Like it's to be embraced and this might not be for everyone, but <laughs> I think he's doing great. I mean, for him to, to rock it, like. Go for it. I'm a little you, jealous. You, I, I really liked wearing baggy like corduroys in college. Was not in. This was the skinny jean era. And so I missed I missed my I window. I missed the come around. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, I, you know what? It's coming back. I know. I really it's, might embrace the baggy, the baggy over life. At, over at Muirfield and like all the all the RNA guys, they, they were the shabbiest oh, that's true. corduroys it it, ever. Dude, there's some wind there. action there with yeah. the, the corduroys. Yeah. yeah. So... Live your life, okay? Live your truth. I like what it. is going on with uh, some of like the Rose and, and Charlie Hall. That their looks with the Malbon stuff looks really sick. good. I need to be I need to be proven to be on, on I Jason. Like Day. Rose's. I, wore, I wore them yesterday. Oh yeah. Um, in that that was the Malvin Adidas event. Um, they were sick. I'll show you some pictures. I liked yeah. Rose's yeah. bottoms. I didn't think the top matched. 
quite as well. We could, we I don't can, remember we, the top of that. Uh, off the top of my head, but I, yeah, we'll. we'll uh, we're gonna. So just one one last question. What's your what's your best memory or favorite memory from the AT and T, or or I guess U.S. Open just from Pebble, like. Yeah. Outside of you playing. So I've, I tell this story a lot, but I can connect so much of my uh, professional, uh, kind of like personal life back to the opportunity of having played in the AT&T. I'll never forget. I was in Orlando sitting at a random work dinner and I got a phone call from Steve John, the tournament director at the AT&T. Somebody had a back injury and uh, he called two days before the tournament. Was like, Kira, any chance that you'd be available and want to play in the AT&T? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, say that again. Um, I got on a plane, called my husband, you know, fire up the car, find a hotel room, whatever. We got down here and it was the best week of my life. Ryan Armour was my partner and I think that he could tell, like I was terrified and had no idea what I was getting into. I wasn't, I, I wasn't as versed in the golf scene as I am now. And it was one of those moments of like, this is going to completely change my my life trajectory and then that gave me so many opportunities to then work and golf and what I'm doing now um but I mean Pebble is a it's magic yeah magical, it's awesome. really really special place and um yeah and I'm from San Francisco so I've always come down here as you know this is where we anytime somebody visits like you bring them to Pebble Beach like you drive down to Big Sur um, and I think AT&T has done a really great job with the tournament and just giving this great fan experience and all the hospitality um, so it's uh, top top shelf are you a Niners fan I am a Niners fan what's uh, we're gonna send you out of here on this what uh, <laughs> you have a pick you have a pick to win you can only t- name one name who's gonna win this week we're going to ask like, this for everyone. I mentioned him earlier. I like Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa. Okay. All right. We are going to send you on your way. I know you got some influencing to do, so yes, best of me- luck with that. Many influences. And I believe yeah. DJ Pi is back, hopefully, with his three nuggets that he got from the range. So thanks. Wow. Thank you, Kira. Round of applause. Yeah, Good to see you, Dixon. Thank you. Thanks, at and Enjoy your week. street sweeper. It's getting busy out here, gang. There's some There's some buzzing. A literal buzz. Oh, here comes Mr. KVV. A sad Baltimore fan. All right, geez, what do you got What's for us? What's up, guys? <laughs> what do you got for us? Uh, first of all, Three. It, was, it was fun to be able to pop into the comments, people clowning on your matching vests, which I tried to get ahead of yesterday. Uh, I said we fair. don't want to look like we have school uniforms on. Speaking of vests. But the vest is functional right <laughs> now. The vest is cold. great. It's I'm, very I'm, functional. I didn't pack a whole lot of cold weather here in Australia either. Uh, all right, three things. That's I got, fair to clown on, though. I, yeah, that's fair. I got, we'll uh, take that. I mean, I got you the rib cameo. I think that. Oh, that was you. I think that counts for something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what order? <laughs> I saw, this isn't really a thing. I'll give you four. Uh, just saw Mel Nadi and, and Rory, just fun, a fun body language uh, interaction to watch, you know, with obviously both being PJ Tour board members, a lot of just kind of like. Former. <laughs> For those listening on the podcast, that's that, not going to help. You know, a lot of, a lot of really, wow. Oh, okay. okay. Making room for wow. Yeah, so just you know, it, it's uh, that was a fun interaction to watch. Uh, I'm I'm receiving word your guy Tommy might be trying some new iron shafts. Oh, uh, that was secondhand. I don't know if that's you well, know. We were talking to him about coming on. He said, "So Solly asked him, and he's like, I 'I don't trust you, Solly.' Yeah, you know, you know you, uh, only go to the people that you know, only goes to the favorable journalists yeah, that give him. Sick uh, of fans. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> I don't love that he's testing new 
Irons out. I think Iron Shaft. He might win. Oh, new Iron, Iron Shaft. He might win this week. Uh, he was going to be my pick to win. Now I have to I have to think about that <laughs> you were a little pick bit. Him? I was going to pick him to win. Oh my god! I know it's he's really? going to he's going to bust it at some point. I have nothing but faith that he's going to win uh, at some point. It's I just it's was, time. I thought it was Rory at first. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Jerry Tardy going with another tanimal ter- outfit. Uh, I would say the fourth thing. So I was I was uh, always love running into Michael Bamberger. Who's, who's out here this week. I hope he doesn't mind me airing this out, but his cell phone went off Uh-oh. and his ringtone oh, no. was a ringtone that I, I would love for you guys to guess uh, what what song Michael Bamberger's ringtone is. Forgot about Dre. Hit me, baby, Great one guess. more time. Great young guess. American boy. Uh, young I don't know American. That's, song. that's Young Americans. <laughs> oh, Young Americans. They were Young Americans. Uh, bad to the Bone. <laughs> <laughs> which I've only I've only which heard. was like a stock ring on the old Nokia's uh, that might have been yeah. what it was I didn't, might I still didn't have see again yeah. Michael I'm sorry if you don't want me airing that out but I've only heard two uh, people with that ringtone one is the famous the shotgun start boys love to reference this all the time which actually was right here at Pebble the US Open we're sitting in the media center it's dead quiet and just the loudest ringtone you've ever heard, Bad to the Bone, just keeps going off. <laughs> and, we, and we look back and it's Andy North. And it was just like, <laughs> we laughed for 45 minutes probably. And uh, so that, that was quite an echo. You know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it echoes, Neil. Sure. Those are my three things. Okay. Presented by AT&T. That's good stuff. I Neil, love it. Neil, you want to go on a lap? I feel like we could send you on a lap. We have our next yeah, guest sure. coming in here shortly. I don't know. I, I allegedly. He's going to allegedly be here at some point. We're going to keep the seat open Neil, for him. That's Neil's case, really good at we'll going keep on these PGA Tour ranges and just, just kind of lawn like Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll probably get in someone's way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Can sorry. I try that? Can I try that? You want me to show you the big right miss? Um, yeah, we have a, a allegedly have a guest coming in sometime around eight thirty. Have not heard back, but listen, we're gonna we're gonna be doing it live here this week. What, what did I miss? What did you guys talk about? Oh, we just talked about Kira's experiences on the at the uh, at the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am playing in it. Special Pebble memories, even though you know you guys don't think Pebble's beautiful, but you know it's fine. We never said that. <laughs> We're if you don't want to, if you want to talk this. about it, we'll talk about it. You you brought it up. <laughs> We're not doing. You brought it. Neil up. has to be here for this. Stay tuned in hour two for that uh, for Fred, that conversation. Fred Purple, the, what a uh, clean look that is. The uh, what uh, USGA head of the USGA president president of the USGA. Yeah, keeps the perp by the pound. <laughs> Are we going to get any news what? anytime soon on the, this PGA Tour investment thing? We've got a couple bluffs. It I felt like, like it was going to come Monday. Thing that was basically floated a month ago or a few weeks back. The strategic sports group is going to, uh, you know, Steve Cohen, Arthur Blank, Fenway, things of that nature. Mark Lazary, your guy, Deej. Of course. Things of that nature are going to invest in. They previously announced that they're moving forward exclusively with that group, and we're waiting on the announcement to drop that that agreement has been reached, which it sounds like it has or it's extremely close to happening, but, uh, you know, we don't know when that – might, it might get announced while we're live on the air um, at some point today for all we know, but – and then, um, and then, as far as we know, that's not going to preclude the PIF involvement, but that's phase two to come down the pike after they get the strategic sports group into the mix. That is, that is what we are hearing at this point. Um, but I don't, I, I'm kind of, I don't want to say disillusioned by it all, but until we have a, a, a schedule or a plan for like what competitive golf looks like, like I'm, I'm kind of good on whatever details. I don't need to hear more financials of all how all this stuff is going down. I just care about like how these tournaments, golf tournaments, are going to start coming together. Here, here, to totally agree. Yeah, I, I 
certainly not as uh, well versed as I I was before our Australia trip, probably. So I need to <laughs> spend some time catching up on what's it's going amazing on. Amazing how easy it all was to forget. It really <laughs> Truly, was. Which I think, like I, I don't know, if you're trying to read for something, it's like uh, I think it goes back to KVV's column and what he. You know what he talked about a couple weeks ago before we left was just like, man, how easy is it to just like check out? Why are why are people, you know, supposed to be kind of hanging on every word of this thing? Like it's just, I think people are here to stick a true stick to sports situation. Just just kind of want to watch the golf, man. I don't really want to know how like the business corporate structure of it all works, but I don't know. We will see. We will see. What do you remember most from playing in this tournament last year? Um. I remember the most is the, the, the final morning. So we, uh, weather's kind of always an issue, right? It sounds like it's going to be an issue this week. And we got to, you know, we're playing the back nine on Saturday uh, at Pebble Beach, which was like, and I'm playing with Bill Murray again. And it, so this was like, there was, a, there was a buzz going on, right? So we turn, when you get to 14, like the crowd really starts to gather. 14, 15, 16 were nuts. It was so fun. And we get to 17 and we get delayed. And so we just go and sit in a car, and I'm sitting in a car with because Team Rose wouldn't because wouldn't there's because they would not hit a putt because there was a green that uh, was getting out of control, I guess at NPCC. Which the wind won't was, be an issue this year. Will not be an issue of being told this year. And so I end up sitting in a car with Charles Kelly, the musician, for and, and his friend for like hours and hours, just waiting by the 17th tee, hoping to go out and play two more holes. Didn't end up happening. So we come back the next morning and play 17 and 18 at Pebble. Uh, just like totally peaceful morning. Chris Stroud was my partner and DA points were both, they were both going to miss the cut. Like they could have easily just bailed, but they came out to make sure we got to finish and play the last two holes. Get one hole and it starts hailing. So we have a hail delay on the 18th tee uh, and then go play like the hail lifts and the, the sun starts to rise a little bit. And, you know, you played the 18th hole. Uh, coming in down the stretch into the wind, 45 degrees in the cold, but like getting to walk up the 18th fairway with my dad and Bill Murray for some reason and and all these guys and birdie in the last hole for us to have made the cut was like just one of my favorite golf memories ever. And uh, listen, I'm happy to give up my spot so we can, you know, kind of have a, de- have a designated event. I, I'm happy to do that for all you guys at home to, to be able to watch. The, what do you think got your spot? Buster Posey? I hope not, man. I still remember the Grand Slam and Game 5 of the end of 2012 in NLDS that uh, kind of ruined my go- baseball fandom for, for quite some time. So you know, they, there was kind of some offers like, yeah, we can get some of the players to come through if you want. And I was like, no, Buster Posey. I cannot. I'm, I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready to face Still holding it. a grudge. Yeah. Buster Posey rules. I was a huge what's fan. The, what's the aging period for a, grand, a, a playoff Grand Slam against you? 12 years is not long enough. I'm, I'm still holding a grudge against Kirby Puckett. Joe Carter. Did you know Kirby Puckett went to Bradley for a little while? Really? Yeah. And then he got drafted? or? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. <clears throat> I'm receiving word. Just got word that uh, our guest is on his way. Uh, wow. And going to be coming here shortly. So I think, true. I think people will like him. I think people have heard from him. And you could probably guess who it is. It's always crazy, like, the just seeing the parking lot and all the tour trucks and like the tour industrial complex. It's well, that's what I was kind of thinking about the guy shooing crows. Like, man, that's somebody's job. <laughs> huh? job. Oh. Hey, we have a pro, <laughs> a professional a pro is coming in live. He's got, he's got his track man apparatus. <laughs> hey, not, hey buddy. What's creepy? Look at this. Handle. We're live on the air right now. Just, just for the record. You like the mustache? Oh, we haven't talked about the mustache yet. You're, you're not a fan. Max almost joined the show. Hey. Well, it's a little it's a little overgrown now. You should, you should have seen when we first got to Australia. It looked like the bunker edges at 
Metropolitan or Rome, Melbourne. Now it's kind of shaggy. You should have seen Neil's hair in Australia. Australia. <laughs> yeah. Is this how like timelines are going to work from now on? Yeah. Two months out since Australia. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's basically how we started the show. Do you want? Yeah. Do you have any questions for us I about would Australia? I would actually like to know how it went. <laughs> have you played down there? No, I've never been. I, I was in between when I went to Africa this year. It's kind of in between doing Africa or Australia. Um, I'm glad I chose that. <laughs> you won that major. Uh, but I would love to go. Uh, yeah, my first major. I would love to go to Australia. It looks like the most proper of golf. Yeah, I think it would really suit your game, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> All right, thanks. Uh, you like proper just, yeah, golf. elite iron play. Yeah. Do y'all just play just a ton of golf? A, a lot of yeah. golf. A lot. A lot yeah. of golf. Yeah, yeah what's been going on in golf? Can you update us on what's been going on in the pro, what did we miss? pro circuits? What did you miss? Um, I did read, if or Colin told me, if you put a dollar... <laughs> On each winner and kept rolling it over, you'd have $3.8 billion. <laughs> so, who do we bet on this yeah. week? Then? I'm not allowed to say. Yeah, do not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, not a whole lot's been going on in, in golf, just uh, waiting for Taurus House to come out. <laughs> Heard you're, uh, you're, you had a, a good weekend at, at Tory. You're kind of uh, starting to trend a little bit. Half a weekend. We only get yeah. to Saturday. Um, oh, that, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, Friday's the weekend, too. Yeah, it was right? good. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't really play well Wednesday, which was cool to shoot two under at uh, south, and then I, I just screwed the pooch on uh, Thursday. I putt terrible at north, and I don't... People are so good at golf. I don't understand how <laughs> cut on those two courses can be three under, you know? So I go out there and shoot two under, which was fine. It just didn't make anything, and you're miles back so it's a professional golf these days people are just getting better obviously you see people like nick dunlap win and just everybody's just ready to go low it's nuts how has that changed since you've been on tour like from your first year on the pga tour to now like what how how much has the level of play changed it's hard to say because i was so bad <laughs> um, so i kind of just notice it more on like the median i don't think the lead like the wins the winning scores don't feel crazy i know that they've been really low but like kapalua you could see it you know there just was no defense. Um, and I would say that like the winning score around Tory made sense. It's just like the average seems to be going up. Uh, so yeah, it's hard, it's hard to say, but you still know when you play well, you're typically in a similar position uh, as far as where the lead is, but you might be in like 20th instead of 10th. That's what it feels like at, at some weeks. Um, it's interesting, like with these elevated events last year, definitely noticed that there were weeks where you're like, oh, I'm playing pretty good. And you would be, again, more like 18th instead of 11th, 12th, 10th. Um, the the Tories, the, the, the non-elevated still have a similar feel, but I just, the cuts keep getting lower and lower. That, that's what I've noticed the most. It's a big fan of these no-cut events, then. <laughs> sure, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I will say, I mean, I, I was one of the few to vote, uh, or I guess talk about how I, I like the cut thing. A lot of it goes to Tiger's record. Is I think that's the greatest record in sports history. So to kind of take some opportunity away uh, from that was kind of a shame, but I, I get the, the business side of it, and I get the product uh, entertainment side of it. I do think it's better, but there's something about cuts, I think, that is – it's a fascinating part of this. It's you think about it, and if you think about it, that means it's you know it's uh, has some some value when you're playing. I think uh, talking about Tory Pines, talking about cuts, all, all I can think of is a Spencer Levine. Uh, sorry for when you were <laughs> when you're a rookie. Uh, I, I don't know if you, if you want to share that, or if you want me to paraphrase it, but it, paraphrase uh, it. <laughs> as I understand it, very this may not even be funny, but I've thought about it for I don't know five years, six years now. But as I understood, you, you had a lot of family in practically a home game, Southern California. 
Uh, I think maybe you missed the cut by one. Yeah, missed a four footer on eight. And Spencer Levine, who I've never met, a legendary figure in in one my, of my m- favorite people in my mind is to play with him in December. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Nice. Every yeah. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> it's like playing with Tiger these days. Yeah, I know. Max is Max is despondent about missing the cut by one in front of all you know his friends and family, and Spencer comes over and. He's like, what's, are you okay? Like, what's going on? He's like, ah, oh, just, you know, bogeyed the last, missed a cut by one. Spencer's going, fuck, man. I'm sorry, dude. If there's a guy you want to ride for you, uh, you need Spence in your life. Spence is like, I swear he is the biggest heart there is in golf. Uh, I'm really glad to see him playing so much better because he's both entertaining and just like as good a dude as you'll ever meet. He, yeah, I remember he came up to me, are you all right? Like he, I, I probably, probably looked like my dog had just passed away and he felt that, but he, I, I didn't give the answer as to what I probably looked like, but he just, he matched me and it was really cool. Sorry, man. How's dad life? Good, it's hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> Solly's in it, yeah. Uh, traveling is just so different. When we're home for stretches, I'm like, oh, I could really, Really getting good at this. I can time really for another do one. This. Yeah, and then you get traveling, and it's just like, holy cow! Uh, we didn't, uh, we didn't bring uh, like his bath the other day. My wife's probably gonna be embarrassed. I told the story, <laughs> but we didn't bring his bath because it's in our bin. So we get it today, and uh, I need to give him a bath. So I my first like took a shower with my kid, and uh, your arm just feels like it's gonna break <laughs> at some point. Like I'm holding him all. He doesn't like to be like down. He likes to be up. And he doesn't seem to grasp that, like when Dad sits down and holds him, that that's Watch just wrist, so man. much yeah. worse, it'll, it'll, dude. I know, I, yeah. but what am I going to do? Not Solly was fishing, fishing for some excuses from Spieth yesterday about about How his do wrist. Get, yeah, do you get? So, yeah, do you think that's a Dad thing? Because like, I, my wrist is sore too, man. I, I don't know. I get the back more than the wrist, Dad. What back part is of the back? Brutal, dude. Uh, low left. <laughs> I, I, any part would have been good for me. I, 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 see, he told you. I have four different parts of the back hurting it's right now. It's brutal, so. man, but uh, such is life. I, I, I enjoy, enjoy getting to do it, but it is funny when you're on the rogues. You're like, you're just like tired after playing golf, and it's just my wife is exhausted. Yeah. So then I get home, and it's my turn, and I'm just like, oh, man, I'm just not sure I'm ready for this right now. What, how do you do for golf courses, the, uh, events that have two golf courses? How do you... I'm sure that's easier than three now that we're down to down to two with yeah. this event. But how do you prepare for two different golf courses? Obviously, one of them you're only going to see once. So is it like, do you put 75% of your time in on Pebble this week versus Spyglass? How do you I do it? I actually haven't. I feel like I've played Pebble more, and I've played it really well. Um, Spy, to me, is a bit trickier. I feel like Pebble, once you kind of get an eye for it, you know what to do. Um, it's a little more in front of you. There's a few blind shots, but for the most part, you know what you're doing. Spy feels a little more awkward. Just tee shots are a little bit weirder. So uh, I haven't, I walked the front at Pebble on Sunday with Colin. He played. So at least I got to watch him play and see what he was hitting and then played the front nine at Spy. Uh, today, I might actually go play the back at Spy. So I might, you know, with how bad it looks tomorrow, I might not end up playing any holes at Pebble. But at least got to walk it. But I just feel like I know that golf course really well. So I guess it, to answer your question, it's probably just depends on which ones you feel the most comfortable on. Um, but, I mean, with the way the weather looks, it's going to kind of just be like hitting a low punch on most every golf shot and then try to get up and down. So <laughs> I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure there's a real great way to prepare for that one. Do you change your bag at all or do anything special if you know the weather's going to suck for a Yeah, so days? I always travel with a 3-iron and my 7-wood. Um, there's definitely it's like, a world. It's like you. <laughs> Is that what you do? Yeah. Nice. And a T grind and an A grind. Nice. For, for L and A, yeah, because uh, that's where I'm from. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I mean, I might throw 
a three iron in, like if it's crazy windy, but with the rain, I'd rather hit a seven wood. So I doubt I'll change much, but I always bring them just in case, uh, especially with two courses. I mean, there might be Joe sometimes in the morning, even, even if we've played the course twice with a seven wood, he might be like, Hey, they move the tee up or back or whatever. We're probably not even going to hit this seven wood. So maybe put the three iron in a few, cause that's more of like my off the tee club. So if we're never going to hit into a par five, sometimes we'll just throw the seven or the three iron in uh, just to have like an option if I feel uncomfortable on a tee shot. That's fun. Do you know who you're playing with? I do not. No, nothing. Really? Yeah. We find out tonight. Exciting. Yeah. Oh, that's Super why exciting. the amateur field hasn't come out yet. What do you mean? I just haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't like, seen any. Anything. Everyone keeps asking me like who you're playing with when you're, I have no idea. So. I kind of feel like you're like a darling of the, you know, they might pair you with a celebrity. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my my last partner I had here, Aaron Rodgers, uh, won last year with Ben Silverman, and uh, so suspicious I imagine, circumstances. I imagine, yeah, I, well, I heard like that's, uh, got a bad rap for it, but I mean, wins a win. <laughs> I mean, Keith Mitchell yeah. was calling him out on on air, saying he was. Yeah, he was. He he he, he used the S word, which is aggressive. <laughs> but there's uh, something about like if you uh, maybe people don't care about this, but if you enter the whenever you enter the tournament, if you play it again, you stay at the same handicap you were at prior. Allegedly. Oh, if you think I know the rules for what the Amps do. No, no, I don't think you do. That's why I'm trying to what fill you, you in. What are you playing off this week? Scrum, <laughs> yeah. scrum. What is your, do you keep a handicap? Uh, Whisperock actually keeps our handicaps for us. I'm sure they're not super legit, but um, I know that Rom got to like a plus right nine and a half. I think I'm a plus seven, five. Oh. But I think Rom's like, Rom's going to give you Rom two. Was going. <laughs> when he won, I think when he won the US Open, when he, he went on a crazy tear that, that part, I mean, he's always on a tear, but when he, he went on a crazy tear, I remember it was like pushing 10. <laughs> This is nuts. I heard, heard Rob stand at the lodge. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how would you equate? So, uh, there's been some chat, obviously, there's been a lot of TIO chatter lately, but mm, some, some people are saying, It's all anybody saying, in Australia could talk about. In, in, a, in a tour event because of bleachers, because of trampled down rough, whatever, it could be, like, people have said this. I don't know if I agree. Like, it, it could be two shots easier to play on a PGA shame. tour. No, shame, shame on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I almost called him to yell at him. So, so much, just completely, Shane, you completely forgot about the pin location. That's what I was getting. At, right? Anything so else. What was his quote? What did he say? He said that I obviously I listened, because, of course. Because <laughs> you can't lose a ball um, yeah. because uh, of the volunteers and because of the few grandstands that might help you. Uh, professional golf for the average golfer would actually be two shots easier. That's interesting. Not any harder. Huh. He wow. said if you took out the fans and the nerves, which again, it's a big <laughs> It's like what we were saying the other day is somebody said that like Cypress wouldn't be that great of a golf course if it wasn't on the water. We're like, well, it is. <laughs> Max, you're, you're currently playing off a plus 8.6. Jesus. Whoa, that's your, sick. Your low handicap index was plus 9.0. Jeez. So, so how that? much harder is like a PGA Tour set? <laughs> Rom's, set Rom's you should sandbag plus 9.5. You should wow. sandbag this week. Try wow. to try to get I that handicap that up. To, uh, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but what is the offset of how much harder a tour setup is versus like the hardest day at Whisper Rock? Right? Yeah, I mean it's just what what is like what are the individual the, parts? It's a, I just don't think people understand like the the big difference between even Corn Ferry to a tour event uh, is different because four paces from an edge, three paces from an edge versus five or six. I know it sounds no, like nothing. If I see five paces, like last week, there was a. Pin, I think it was one. One was five paces from the right. I had a nine iron in, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to draw it in off the right. Because you're just better at, like, when you get better at golf, it's like five. That's 15 feet. Like, I feel like I have a lot of room over there. So you start to feel comfy. If I saw three, it starts to get like, eh, I'm going to cut it from the middle and take my 18 feet. So it's stuff like that I, I think that people don't grasp. And then, especially for the average golfer, if you get short-sided with 
12 feet versus 18 feet. That's a big difference. Um, so I just think that stuff, and, and it, it, it messes with your eyes. There's certain pins you'll look at and you're like, that's not on the green. That's a big thing too. It feels like that stuff is going back to like how things have changed since you turned pro. Like has those keep getting pushed further and further to the edges or has that always been like that? No, it's always been like that. I actually have this like, what is it? The galaxy brain thought <laughs> that, uh, to speed up play and make golf maybe slightly harder is do what they do. Uh, overseas make the greens a lot slower but then don't care so much about the three pace rule and mm. you can put pins on hills I like and, that. but mm. then it'll speed things it's up like Griffith Park and the ball strikers like, like this far off the edge did it closer and yeah. I just don't think I think one part of I've been really thinking about the space play thing lately because it's awful um, well, it's not going to get any better. This week yeah, should, should be good. If you put pins on hills, that's but not going to make it better. I'm just saying if the greens were slower you wouldn't have to mark all your three footers. I don't think I mean it's just a problem. If you run a putt two and a half feet by and you have a putt that's going to be right edge to outside, I mean, you're going to mark it, read it, whatever. When I played over at like St. Andrews was a good example. You could have three feet. They're almost always very straight. And yeah. even if they're not, it's, they're slow enough where you're going to play it inside the hole. You start playing these greens at like 12s and you have to play it outside. And I'm just not, I, I'm going to take my time and I, I, it sucks. Can I run one of my ideas by you? Please. Teeny tiny chalk line that you can't see on TV, but it's about two and a half feet around the circle of the hole. Anything inside that you scoop? No, I'd hate that. <laughs> or you, <laughs> or you, you can't play mark. faster. Huh? Uh, it's like the Mr. Hogan. Off there, should be, there should be no putting. Nine right now. Yeah, Joel off a of plus five point one. So, so, Jeez. so you got to give Joel like four. If you want to lose money, go play Joel or Brandon Harkins at Mesa. The other day we played at Mesa Country Club, and I was playing pretty good and was like a couple under through eight maybe three under Joel was like five under and I was just the best golf you ever imagined and Harkins was in the group in front of us and it was seven under through eight. No, <laughs> you guys are truly the two best golfers ever at this golf course. God, do we talk about your Dodgers? Uh, please. Yeah. How do you feel? Do you feel, do you feel, you feel good, good about, about this? Do you feel good about in your soul about all this? Yeah. Uh, Congratulations, no. man. <laughs> really, really, really cool. Yeah. Really cool. I tax general malfeasance. I would like it to be known first and foremost, that it's not my money we've spent. So I don't care about that part. It is a little bit weird. Uh, I, I don't know. They, it, it's it's a bizarre thing. I don't like it mostly as a fan because I feel like now it's if they don't win. Hundred percent, totally. totally. Can you imagine how much the pressure in that first yeah, five game like series that sucks? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, also it'll be super fun. So, as, <laughs> I'm I'm excited about all of it, but it has been wild. I'm actually the most stoked about uh, Glass now because uh, Glass now is from my hometown and obviously an LA guy uh, because of that, uh, and that'll be pretty cool to see him get to play uh, in the in the blue and white. Hmm. Is, is is this the only uh, California event you haven't won? Ooh, uh, that's interesting. Or, uh, Amex, you haven't won. I haven't right? won Amex, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure I haven't. Won. I mean, there's got to be more. But I mean, I feel like if you know, that's got to be a, a career. Is that weighing thing. on you? Only Trinity, <laughs> <laughs> right here. This is the third, the third big one. Yeah, it's been really weighing on me. Uh, I came up here just thinking, man. <laughs> Speaking of taxes, the <laughs> all the taxes. Yeah, I, I need to. Yeah, start winning to. in some Florida. Uh, come win in Florida, man. It's if nice. If five percent of the could go back to like the Dodgers salary, then maybe I, I'd feel better about all this. I guess you pay for Otani's tax breaks. <laughs> I saw TC's guy Ludwig walk by. Obviously, got to see him up close at the Ryder Cup. Have you guys compared notes yet about what you saw? Yeah, we took it offline. Yeah, he's yeah. good. He's really good. Uh, I also <laughs> played with him at the Century. Uh, he was very good there. Um, I think 
I beat him by like seven, but <laughs> he's got a bad caddy now. He's got Scovran, so he's he's he's, uh, he's giving back to us. He's playing off a, a, his own handicap now. <laughs> let me see. Let me see if he's in the, in the gym <laughs> in Florida. The Barsabag, yeah. Barsabag Club. This is like the plane tracking, but for golf nerds. Exactly. <laughs> it's the gin app, yeah. man. I had no idea that so many pros were in the gin app. Oh yeah, Whisperock does a cool thing. I, mean, I think it's. Awesome. I mean, we don't play off of it ever, but it's like kind of nice to know. What do you play off of? Like when you go uh, out? Usually plus five or six. That's so That's scummy. So every every pro. Does, yeah, I'm like a, I'm plus, like a four. plus four. Well, I think I'll, I'll give you. I'll yeah. give you the real answer. If we played stroke play, I'd play you to my handicap. But the fact that I can make sure. a four and you can make a six and it's just one, or I can make a three and you can make a six and it's just sure. one, probably changes things a little bit. Sure. But okay. I think it's calculated to be for match play. Like uh, I don't like. I don't, I don't know how it works. I do not like how this the calculation for the <laughs> handicap stuff works these days. Like I, th here, maybe you can answer this question. Whisprot, we play off the back tees every single time. Scov, uh, as I was just joking about, he plays off the back tees every time we play together. <laughs> yeah. He's playing. Yeah, every, yeah. Well, every time we go, his handicap adjusts because of the back tees. Why would that be if that's what we're playing off of every single day? Mm. You have like an index that adjusts for the difficulty of the course, right? So your index plays everywhere, and, and that adjusts for whatever difficulty of the course is. Scovern's so, got a, But his a, handicap is based on, I mean. But the index is like on a neutral setup. I like it's like it. a, All right, Scovern's <laughs> got like a 4.2 that's unbecoming. He's, he's a better got, player. He's than got a that. 92 on there from December. He yeah he, he he's hit a wall. <laughs> he's been struggling. He puts left-handed. Shout out to you. Really? Yeah, and he's gotten a lot better. So I feel like that handicaps the scores are going to go down a little bit. Any up. any changes in in any techniques or anything you're doing this year for for 2024? Any any process changes? Any swing changes? Putting changes? Grips? Anything? Putting left-handed. <laughs> uh, no, not not a whole lot. Um, still working on. I found out recently my body's a disaster. So a lot mm. of my swing uh, issues, <laughs> things I don't like, are probably. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> How'd you I'm find sorry, out that body's sorry. a disaster? What's a TPI? Okay. Yeah. What did you learn? Um, I've always known my hips are really immobile. I kind of oh, thought that. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that you keep like comparing. <laughs> like I'm doing this part as a favor before I go warm up. I'm gonna go play my I've been trying to unlock my hips, man. I can show you some, some techniques. We can share notes. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I, I always know my hips are uh, a disaster and uh, worked around it. I have, uh, I didn't realize how bad my like shoulder mobility was and didn't realize how much that affects like my backswing. So like my backswing has been getting short cause it's comfier. And I, I thought that there was something like I was doing wrong. So I've been chasing like a, a, a look, do not lean back. Right. There's water just pouring down behind your head, DJ. Hmm. Um, we're in the elements here. Trying so, to, they're trying to cancel me. So, <laughs> so now, uh, just knowing that actually has been a nice peace of mind. So when I see my backswing, sometimes I get it in a really good spot and then it'll kind of hook towards across the line. And I'm realizing that I just run out of range of motion, which is actually the kind of good for my head. Cause I like stay up at night thinking about why I <laughs> can't figure this stupid thing out. Uh, so hopefully uh, work on all of that and get to actually save some time hitting balls and get a little bit better, you know, in the gym or, or, uh, you know, off the golf course, I guess. Uh, so I think that will be goal number one and then see what that entails. But as far as swing thoughts and whatnot, it's very similar to, to last year. Um, I liked how I swung. I liked how I hit. I liked all my feels. So I'm trying to keep those as, I don't know, as similar as possible. And my, I've been really stoked. My short game's gotten so much better in the last even like four months, six months. So um, that was fun to see like last week uh, to really chip the ball well and like keep myself in a bad round and then end up, you know, almost like sneaking into 
you know, like a 13th place finish that, that I didn't have that before. So mm. kind of just keep doing the same stuff and hopefully get a little bit better. You said you're about to go warm up. Do you have the same warm up routine every day? Uh, not today. I mean, today I'm going to do a full grind with my coach, Mark Blackburn. Um, but yeah, typically have a similar number one thing. teacher. What's that? The no, number yeah. one teacher. Shout out to Mark. Number one. Can you send him one. over here? At some point, <laughs> yeah, we'd love yeah, to No, him. he's busy because he coaches about 57 <laughs> people. Now. He needs. Uh, he yeah. needs. TC some coaching. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. just like you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you might. Max well. and I are doing the TPI. Max stuff and I are working on this thing. Uh, he came with me. Yeah, Greg Rose helped me out a lot, and then. Um, yeah, so now I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna dive more. I just didn't know anything about that world. I felt like I was in a sweet spot. The kids come out these days. Uh, the, this the has been like you the, the, the twenty year old Nick Dunlaps. People ask me, you know, all of us, like, how? Why is like? How's that happening? Like, why are these guys so ready to win? And I used to say um, a lot of it's probably mentality, which is true. You know, you watch Tiger, and all it was ever about is winning. And I think that was different. Shout out to the Curtis Strange interview that like prior is just like play well and like have a good life. And then Tiger really made it like if you don't win, it's a failure. So I think that helped. But the the college golf scene is so much more specialized now. I just watch how like ASU practices because they're they they're obviously by me. I mean they have like it's way different than how we did it, and also the technology of like TrackMans and quads and all that stuff is different. But it's all just optimized. Everything's optimized, but yeah. then even like the training is specialized to like the person. Whereas when we were in college. My first year was terrible. My second year, we got a real trainer, but he was still the football trainer and we were working out, but I don't think any of it was for me. I don't think I got any better at golf because of it. And I felt like I was just in that sweet spot where like more people were going out of their way to learn about it. And I didn't like know about all that. And then as I've gone through this, like last 10 years as a pro or whatever it's been, like I know people do stuff and I've done a little bit more, but I never realized just how like impactful it could be. So that was what was fun about going to TPI and working with Greg is being like, dang, like I said about my shoulder, like there's an area of my golf swing I struggle with and I am banging my head against the wall trying to figure out what swing technique to do to fix it. And you start to realize, mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm hurt dog. <laughs> I can't <laughs> You're do injured. it. Don't ask me if I'm hurt. That so, is, that's super interesting. Yeah, so, so I think that yeah. that has helped the, the younger crew be like so ready because i feel like i'm just learning about that stuff maybe in the last couple of years and these guys that's just like how they're brought up all right we're gonna send you on your way we appreciate you uh spending some time with us we got you out of here right on time which is a rarity it's but, so uh, big if you, you guys are schedules after all the all the stuff that that solly was talking about kobe the awesome. least least favorite is so aggressive <laughs> that's not even gonna be solly's worst take of this podcast just wait until we get to wow. some of the other ones Cause like I'm, I'm in with not liking him. That's fair. Yeah, just least favorite. It's, it's it's not. It's mostly not his fault. But it was like my friend's fault that made me really dislike wow, deflecting. him. Deflecting. No, Huge the six for twenty four. That was deflecting off the rim. That's what that's what all about. So, <laughs> that was a good one. That was pretty good. Are you gonna sit back down? Now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out. Get out of here. To fuel your Thanks so much to the, to the pro Max Homa. Uh, for stopping by our set. We are here at the yeah, top of the hour uh, here at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, we are connected, strongly connected here. And AT&T connecting changes everything. Today being connected is essential. It is truly a, the bridge to possibility, improving the way we move through our daily lives succeeding in work and school and having access to opportunities that may not have been possible before like this this show right here live uh from the range that's why at&t invests expertise and resources in the network constantly so customers can keep connected with every aspect of their lives after all connecting people is what at&t does best each connection leads to greater possibility connecting changes everything at&t you got dermot desmond out there on the range 
sure. legendary mustache. You should go compare notes with him. I should. I don't know if the mustache. Well, can we talk about? I guess uh, this has been a hot topic of conversation in the comments. We haven't uh, really visited. What's I don't going really on speak here about exactly. it publicly, but I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to use this forum if if people are are curious. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a very short uh, little break here. We're okay. gonna go to hold screen. We're gonna do some camera adjusting for the, the lighting situation. Turns out the sun here. came up. We didn't see that coming. Yeah, the sun yeah. totally stunned stunned on us here. But we're gonna do a little adjusting. We'll be right back here shortly in about sixty seconds. Cheers. All right, we are back and a little bit better lit here uh, at the range here at the AT and T Pebble lit. Beach Pro Am. We are uh, recruiting guests to come along, and we managed to track one down. A young, uh, he was out riding the thermals on the range. A young Icarito, Neil Schuster. What, what do you got for us? Uh, Five star. It's good to be Go back ahead. with you guys. I heard that he Max projects. doesn't like DJ's mustache, which is tough. No, I think he was just taken aback. Um, all right, so I got a couple things. One, I'm never going to be comfortable out there. <laughs> you don't look comfortable out there. You look like uh, you look like you are are are. are like you're going to get pulled. Your credentials are going to get pulled at any thank, second. Thank you, Sally, for instilling some confidence. <laughs> no, in I want you uh, to, like, you, you have no, a credential. Well, no, that's yeah. helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you for reinforcing Mahalo. my insecurity. That's really brother. cool. Um, so first off, uh, I did talk to Rory for a little while. Uh, he said, watch some YouTube videos on how to be a dad. Really? Uh, he was like, yeah, how to change a diaper. YouTube's great for that stuff. I said, that, I appreciate that's that. That's a good nugget. Um Swaddling. It's one of my favorite things. I think I've mentioned this before, but we all kind of share like the the we're all logged into the YouTube account, sure. Uh, and so <laughs> you can always see like the the recent searches. So I'll always be on there Just looking, for, you know, I look for any weird stuff like anybody else, but looking for like camera settings or how to fix this in DaVinci or how to do whatever goose moss. And then the, the recent searches are always like goose Christmas special. Uh, and then like how to swaddle a baby, uh, you something, know, just, something it's Bitcoin always, related. It's always very funny. Yeah. Uh, which is good stuff. Um, so what did I get? So Josh Allen and I believe his brother are down here, um, over TC shoulder warming up next to the tool man. Uh, they were having the most relatable warm up I've ever seen. Is that right? Uh, chunking, first one <laughs> chunked 58 degree, just kind of like, huh? Just that's that's weird. And then moving into the uh, like probably a six iron, just catching it like three grooves low with the Fred McGriff kind of follow through um, of like, oh man, that's not it. Just the the low, you know, the low skeeter. Sure, not good. Um, man, I. I just feel like I've had that warm up so so many times, but I would say Josh Allen's move looks pretty good. It does. I've been um, watching this one. This looks really good. It's uh, it's hit or miss on as far as you know smash factor goes. Um, There's speed. There is speed though. Yeah. Um, I would say that Cam Young has an outrageous fit on uh, black joggers with like what look like black basketball shoes, and he's got <laughs> blow some. Blow by him shoes. Out, yeah, it is a blow by alert. Um, potential blow by alert. He's got great flow though. He's really, really growing, yeah. growing the hair out. So uh, he just he, lo he just looks like a stud. We got yeah. Nick Hardy um, walking in. Behind we're gonna have us. Josh gonna Allen coming by here behind us here. Yeah. Um, what else did I get? I would like to report that uh, Jason Day's fit today is. It looks awesome. In it's Fuego. fantastic yeah. today. It's really really good. I will die on the hill that he did not look good at Century. And then he yeah. looks. Yeah, very he's got good some today. nice almost like tweed pants on with a green pullover. Um, looks really good. Um, what else did I get? Um, yeah. What are we on? Two? That three? was three. That three? was three. Yeah. Well, the last thing is I was talking to um, Harrison. She, he runs the track man stuff, and he was showing me these guys are doing, like a lot of them are, are setting up shots. Like they're basically playing the course on the track man. So like he can set up like little wedge. Like you want to hit 75, 85 wedges uh, to a back left pin. Sure. 
and basically they can set it up for them on the range so they can practice the shots they're about to hit on the course. Shots, so shots. I thought that was Explosive. like a little bit too much data for me, but very interesting that, that the technology's getting out of hand. So those are my, those are my like four. You, it sounds like you thrived out there. That was great. Um, yeah, you're doing a great job. What do we have to, what do we have to do to put you in a succeed out on the range? No, I just don't want to get in anyone's way. Like I don't want to, I, I don't like to pretend. I will say this. Tommy had the largest team out there. Oh, he had testing, five guys he's lingering. He's new iron shafts, I'm told. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think I was in anybody's way. I, I feel like I, I blended like pretty well. Together. Um, big, big, yeah. But I'm just, you know, just going to call it. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm comfortable out there. Sure. Well, that's good. I think well, you yeah. can be, though. We'll so some, I'm trying to. How was, how was Max? He's great. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> he was incensed about Sally's. He was uh, stunting on TC. That's Kobe's what I heard. Takes. I don't know what happened here. About his what? Sally's Kobe takes. Kobe takes. Yeah, that's tough. That might be a divisive issue for you guys. That's totally fine. I'm comfortable with that. Least favorite athlete of all time. Yeah. Probably. So That's a. Who was a, your answer for the least favorite athlete? John Elway. John. Elway? Do you want to expand on that? Yeah, I just he beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl. I, I never liked the way he looks. I, I didn't. I thought he was a pretty boy. You're not a big Badgett guy. Uh, I hate That's his. Such uh, a safe I, No, I hate his restaurant in the Denver airport. I think it's like it, it is, it's overrated, bad service. Well, just I always just take it away. In that Badgett commercial with he he gives the guy a, a ride on the flight and then he. Leaves him at the airport, and the guy has to get his own car. Yeah, that's he's a selfish, he's a selfish individual. Thank you. Uh, YTK walking in. Who was uh, who was your yeah. least favorite athlete? Some cub. I forget who I said. Changes. Mark Pryor. No, I think it, no. Mark Pryor was sweet. Yadier Molina was a, cl- a close second. Oh, Zambrano was up there yeah. for me. Zambrano sucked. Moises Alou. He was kind of cool. Did Pete on his hands. Pete on his hands. <laughs> That's the I only thing many. anybody ever says about him. <laughs> too many right, to no count. batting gloves. Peas on his hands. <clears throat> too uh, many to count. Too uh, bad to, yeah, I don't want to get TC. <laughs> He's going to go down the leaderboard of all the athletes he hates. TC was, was, up was right Cam, now. Cam Newton, and now Cam Newton's one of his favorites. <laughs> uh, Same with Jameis. Yeah. The, other, the other thing I'd say, the tool man has the best spot on the range, just deep in the corner. No hat, uh, hat. No, he's wearing a hat. He's like Mr. Hogan, jammed over on the left side. Yeah. Big no, draws. Mr. Hogan was on the other side. So he didn't have to watch anybody. Oh, maybe that's what he it was. was. On the, he was always on the right side, like the long side. Maybe early in his career when he was hitting hooks, he was on the left side. I think it switched. Every, almost every time I go to the range, I think about the, the story Furyk told at the 1997 Sony. <laughs> uh, like his fir- one of his first. His first and, rookie. Like his rookie Okay, so event. earlier than 97 probably. Maybe it was 97. But who was, uh, was it Lanny Watkins he was hitting balls next to? Uh, I think. Yeah, it was Lanny or like Larry Nelson or someone like very, very, yeah. And uh, the, it's like a right to left win, and he's in front of, uh, front of. I think it was Lanny Watkins, was and he Larry starts Nelson hitting shots. Intimidating? I don't think I don't so. Know. He's and a super nice guy. He uh, starts hitting shots and just starts coding Lanny Watkins and divots like, <laughs> like big explosive <laughs> Sandy divots. Oh. Well, I think he, I think he did it twice. Then I think it was Lanny. Just was like, yeah, but maybe hit another club, man. <laughs> maybe move down a little bit. <laughs> it's like when Zach, uh, VJ, there was one time at Colonial. Uh, Zach, Bo- so VJ was hitting there. VJ made a V with his divots, and Zach went in and, and made it a Z. Because <laughs> VJ would take the only shady spot yeah. on the range, I think. And, and VJ he'd, came he'd back and he's there. like, You're in my spot. And Zach's like, No, it says it's a it's Z. Z now. <laughs> I, think, I think VJ, you got to punch VJ in the face a little VJ bit. Was, I think. Yeah, I think he loved it. I, I did promise the Twitter uh, folks that I would get in. We, we have a lot of a lot of time on the air today. I, told, I promised we'd get some Twitter questions in. So I'm, oh, I'm going to throw a couple sure. to, to. I'll start with Deed. You've been to this tournament probably the most, and Neil's probably maybe the second most to this yeah. tournament. But um, Stephen Jewell is asking, What are the three best places to spectate for someone going for their first time that I might not expect? For example, not. 
not seven T. Seven T. You're never going to expect seven T is great. Um, yeah, it's kind of a tough spot though. It it, you don't really see a whole lot out there. God, I, I mean, it's it's such a hard. I, I'm not trying to cop out, but like. The bangers are the bangers for, for a reason. reason. I'm not going to be like, oh, dude, you know what's so sick is 15. Super secret oh, spot. It's no. unbelievable. It, it, you know, the good holes are the good holes. Like, I, why would you come here and, like, not hang out on the coastline, I think, would be kind of a, a pretty valid question. There's not that many fans, right? It's, like, not the easiest place in the world to get to, so it's not like you're going to be overrun with. I got one. Please. Uh, Number four. Four six, like four four yeah. four T and three green. Yeah, three green is seventeen T's awesome right there. Awesome to sit there because they're all hitting cool little wedges, and you and you really get a sense of guys' touch. I might be thinking of the U.S. Open, but it's, there's in years past, it's been like a pretty high grandstand right there too, where you can kind of yeah. watch like both at the same time. So you can probably see over to five. If that even, exists, yeah. I would check that out. Apologies if not. The uh, one I would offer is uh, I believe it's ten green. Um, yeah. where 11 starts to go up, back up in inland. Um, if you stand by 10 green and 11, you get the coastline. You can look back and, and see 9. You can see up to 8. If you're willing to make the walk all the way out to the far side of the property, you're rewarded with a, a fantastic view and, and some good golf watching opportunities. You could probably opportunities. even duck, duck, like, you know, duck into the village of Carmel and, and sure. get a spot of lunch and then come back in. I will say I think 3 green is like – it's fun to watch guys hit the second shot in a 3 green, especially if it gets windy. It's just very, very uncomfortable. So that's There's maybe a, great spot. A, a slightly more controversial And if thing. anyone's interested, you know, we will be running a scavenger hunt um, oh, next couple of days. Maybe, maybe we'll be – maybe something out that direction. We'll what see. That, what does that mean, a scavenger well, hunt? Well, I have, I have a sticker, and, and I will, sh you know, put out uh, on the interwebs what the sticker will be. But I'm going to tag something. Somewhere Tastefully. on the course, and if you find marketing? the tag, yeah, but approved. So we've totally flipped them full circle here, TC. Approved, Total Cam Newton situation. Approved ambush marketing. We're going to tag, respectfully tag something uh, out on the course, and the first person to find it um, will receive a, a prize of some kind, and we will be announcing that prize. Um, hopefully by the end of the day today, we're, mm -hmm. we're trying to, to uh, make sure that um, we have all our ducks in a row before we do that. So... There you have it. Last spot I was going to throw was, if I remember right, there's a like a, a, a place to eat between 6, 7, and 8. Like yeah. between, basically between 6 and 8. That it's is like a the big, golden triangle. big platform. I know that's you're asking for kind of secret places, but if you're looking for a place to have a beverage and be able to see some really, I mean, you could probably, I, I would guess, see down 9 and 10 down the coast from there. And I mean, the shot into 8 is awesome. Like behind 8 green is a really freaking cool spot to watch shots come in and uh, watch guys navigate the wind and everything there. But, um, and I'll, yeah, bonus of like that, that four T areas, you're right by 17 T as well. Like yeah. you'll just see uh, a lot of golf. Bonus, like front. kind of the one good thing about the amateur, like, like not the celebrities, but just the amateurs being in the field too, is you, you truly get the context <laughs> totally. of how good these pros are. Cause you get the full range, the full, full spectrum. That's what I was going to say. It's like, I think that plays into it, but just like go watch any of the part threes. I know people don't yeah. like five, and it's not like a great hole, and it's a weird kind of, you know. Apologies to uh, apologies to Mr. Mr. Nicholas, Nicholas. Uh, but I think just watching shots like rise up into the air against the like ocean backdrop and whatever, and watching guys drop it onto that small green is yeah. very fun. And then, like you said, you also might get to see some am shanking into the ocean. Yeah. A lot of guys are going to hit it down in that ravine. I'm, I'm with Chuck you. Schwab's probably hanging out over. He's probably, you probably stop by his porch. house for coffee, yeah. talk to Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you guys want to talk a little bit of golf news uh, that has come through this week? We have not had a chance to debrief since Tyrrell Hatton has allegedly joined a Live Lord, Golf Tour. Uh, that is reported by James Corrigan at The Lord. Telegraph. Um, Corgan's been on it. Oh, he's been breaking news left and right. He's been on all the uh, all the departures. Here, no, but. come on. You want to come on the show? No, come yeah. on in. We got a spot for you. Um, what, uh, what what's the what's the reaction to, to Hatton's news? It, like it seemed like maybe that was somebody was going to fill for a while. Room, yeah. uh, it, it seemed like it was either going to be Hatton or Wyndham Clark, seemingly. So it seemed you know Hatton eleventh hour. Uh, so he's joining Rom's team? Allegedly, yes. Legion 13? Allegedly, <laughs> yes. Legion uh, my cliques, you're, you're, you're totally papering over my cliques, <laughs> getting Kaye Samoya, Adrian Moran. Simple question was, what's the reaction to, to Hat and going to live? It's what it's a big shrug. It's whatever. Yeah. It, what I'll say is uh, a couple things. One, again, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the – the deal, no deal. Is there a deal? Is there not a deal? Shout out to Howie Mandel. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I get some nuts? <laughs> Andrew Waterman is the banker up at the yeah, top, just exactly. making the phone calls. Uh, so again, it's like if these two things end up coming back together, who knows what joining Live like even means? In the short term, I think it's a big shrug. I'm very much with you, but I think the flip side of that that like you got to be very honest about is like walking down this range is like doesn't feel like the event it should be if you oh, said totally. all the best players in the world are going to be here. That's just like the reality of pro golf right now. I think it was it was very easy to shrug off when it was like oh uh, they've got 3 of the best players in the world and now like they do have a significant amount of the best players in the world yeah. and you can feel it walking down the range here. So it's like it, it's not a shrug for me like I love watching the PJ Tour and it would be really cool to see, like, a capital A, all the best players at Pebble Beach, because we're straight up not going to have that. They have a significant, I would just the only challenge there, they have a significant amount of, like, 25th through 50th ranked players. Exactly. They have, like, one top 25 player by any measurable, like, that's ROM, like, right, by any measurable data over the last year. Of, like, the golf yeah. they've played over the last year, strokes gained, whatever, there's, like, one guy in the top but 25. But I would say, like, I would Brooks say is the, a big money player, like, yeah. of course. I would say the guy that, I walk up and down this range, and I just because he he played this event every year that I miss the most is Dustin. Yeah, and there was you know the, the question as well from uh, Corbizi uh, is asking, uh, does the tour have a personality problem? Have most of the big compelling antagonists Come gone to live? Yes. All right. So so to that question uh, again, uh, Jung in Fred and has a massive personality yes. problem. Enormous. Like uh, that's well, that's where I would say worse with, by the day. with Hatton. Like I know that's you a, got sick of his antics, but I always enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, it's something to talk about. Tour was better for having him. Sure. Yeah. yeah, you know, just but it's, it's Opus Day is is no more. So I don't think that there's a point you can reach where it all of a sudden becomes like. Oh wow! Now Liv has won. It's just like every win for Liv is just a bigger loss for the tour than it is a win for Liv. Like even the Rom thing. Like I don't. I could be totally wrong. Maybe the ratings are going to go absolutely bonanza this week at Liv Mayakoba, but I would be very surprised if that did. But I mean, we, we don't even know who like who's on each team. They haven't even announced. <laughs> although you know we still don't have the amateur pairings here either. True. Uh, for this, yeah, for the pro am portion of this. It, it seems like it seems like the the uh, you know. The goal for Liv may be, hey, we're going to load this up and then we're going to make this the silly season thing when this eventually comes back together. So, you know, get these guys their money now and then get them signed up for September through January stuff, you know, globally. Uh, and that that kind of removes the antitrust 
you know, or you know, anti-competitive pawn from the DOJ's. Uh, you so know, you grasp. basically keep live alive in some format so that you can yes. argue that there is a competing tour exactly. and there's no antitrust issues. Yeah, anti-competitive. That's the that's, that's the glowing brain. Uh, All right. Analysis. That's it, it was it was easier maybe like two years ago when guys were jumping and it was like I can understand exactly what this means. Like this is this means this. And now I'm like, okay, I don't know what any of this means. I don't know first of all, I don't know why everyone hasn't jumped, right? Well, so in that situation that you're just describing there, so let's just tease that out and say like the PJ Tour plays from January first to September first, right? Individual stroke play golf. Playing real Pebble golf Beach, today, Reggie. Bay Hill, Memorial, Riviera, things of that nature. And then from September 1st to December 31st is like a team sprint that to your yeah. point, like I would assume if I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's involved. live branded specifically. I think it is like Saudi branded. Like, I don't know if it's going to be live golf. I don't Can know. I be if, honest? Yeah. That sounds kind of sick. Yes, yeah. totally. Dude, the whole <laughs> like idea of have, team if you golf. Have this like stroke play portion for, you know, a big chunk of the year. Yes. And that's always been like, again, people think we're moving the goalposts or no. whatever. I think if you go back and listen to some of those PGL conversations, the whole point was like, dude, if everybody goes. Got to have everybody. Into you're a coping, team thing, DJ. Like, you're coping. You're coping, coping so, so hard. hard. Yeah. <laughs> Wine more. Wine if, more. They, if they timed so you know, up you know like saying? live Australia with, you know, the, the, uh, Australian Open as well of like you know put those back to back weeks and it encourages more guys. There's Joe. Uh, oh my God, just a cold, cold. He's stare. focused, man. Wow, yeah, no he's locked in. <laughs> Joe's lo- locked in. Hey Joe. Hey, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Griner back here, Max Holmes caddy. But uh, we were on a good. You were on a good point there, TC. Yeah, just time it up with other parts. Of, you know, try to lift up certain stuff. That could be a good thing. I have no idea how this would work with TGL. Can you imagine all these guys going to what Florida are between Boston, farmers the, and what are your ball frogs, frogs going to do? Uh, that's a huge loss for the ball frogs. Huge. Ball frogs. <laughs> Shout out to Claire Rogers, her tweet of uh, the, the riots in the street at Boston common <laughs> with, with the Tyrrell hat news uh, that he was moving on. No, again, back to your point of like a, the biggest issue we've had with live is like the total disruption to the competitive golf structure. And like, you can't fracture this game into two parts, right? The whole idea with the PGL was this, it was going to work together. It's going to have everyone and work together with the PGA tour. And it was all going to make sense. This is the, obviously the current setup does not make any sense. And whatever agreement has to happen, there has to be some continuity and it, it still just doesn't make sense to be able to play all live golf events and cherry pick your own PGA tour events. That devastates the PGA tour yeah. even worse than it already has been devastated. Can we, speaking of the PGA tour, can we make this like the tour championship? The at and Pebble beach, like make like late August, mm. long sunsets, great weather. I think that take might age well this week as guys are putting on their, their, their slicks. You know, as yeah. the rain They're comes waterproofs. In. Yeah. yeah I, even, even walking around for three holes yesterday morning, it was you're good. You're good. It was soggy. <laughs> Come on through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And had the, you know, the deluge hasn't even begun. Just being the tour championship would be epic. I think one thing, uh, kind of sort of related to this that we were talking about is, you know, when you go back to like the tour has an identity or whatever you said, identity problem or personality crisis. problem where it doesn't have that is with courses. Right. Yes. And that's where that's, what, that's the main thing they yeah. do have. We were talking about that with somebody here this week of like, do you think the, you know, designated elevated signature event momentum runs out by the time you get to, you know, Quail Hollow or Harbor Town or whatever? And it's like, yes, because like the reason I think everybody's so pumped about this is because of 
you know, it's like that coastline right yeah. there. If we were playing at Poppy Hills, <laughs> like, this, we wouldn't be sitting are, here right now. Yes, exa- that's exactly right. And so it is just a weird, I don't know, man, it's just a weird situation that just feels like it's going to be weird for another five years. I just, I just got a text from someone who we're playing with later this week who said, uh, we'll probably be a bit wet on Thursday. It's, it's February in Monterey. The tour never ceases to amaze. Wettest month of the year. <laughs> Yeah, it would make it again yeah. if you if the whole if you like were just coming up with a plan for golf, you would say like, oh yeah, we're going to finish the year at this set setting, right? But this event has always been held in this time of year, and it's probably going to be and, there. And, for I, and listen, I love the West Coast Swing. This is a great event. Hey, why not? You know, you could have two events here, right? You come back later. Totally in the agree. Year. Totally agree. Uh, who's next to go make a lap? I'm happy to go make I, a lap. I'll, you you were going to make a lap? I'll make one. See if I'll you can recruit one. someone. Uh, I don't know if if anyone can recruit Tommy Ladd. I would think it's you. I don't know if he's still oh, here. Tommy, Tommy Tommy's out. He, he went to play with, yeah. with his with his full team. That's oh, Rory left five. too. Stop the, the entourage. Stop shade. He's, I'm not throwing full, shade. I'm just calling him like I see him. The full team did not go because we have yeah, TC yeah, right still here. He's got to go catch up with him. Yeah, I'm going to go make a lap. I'm going to go. Tommy's on three. Catch up with. Bring us back up to TC. Thank you. <laughs> I do want to call out. We were here uh, to see sunrise. We guaranteed sunrise this morning. It was cotton candy sky. Absolutely beautiful. We were taking some some picks on who was going to be the first one on the range. I was thinking it was going to be a, a, a Euro player, maybe someone with jet lag. Sure. Um, who, who was your pick, DJ? Uh, I said Rory. You know, f- Dubai, Florida, still not really probably super acclimated to the West Coast. Maybe he'd be up early. It uh, wasn't far off. He was here early. Solid. who was your pick? I don't remember. Okay. I think you said uh, Lucas Glover. No, he <laughs> didn't say Lucas Glover because Lucas Glover was the first guy on the range, ready to work, uh, getting it in, and – I thought that was that was cool to see. That's cool, man. Yeah, get there early, stay late. A Who man, wants it more? A man of letters, Lucas Glover yeah. is a fascinating guy. You got any more questions from Twitter for us? Well, uh, we have we haven't had a chance to discuss uh, the Anthony Kim situation yet. Mm-hmm. I don't really know entirely what it is. There's uh, Dylan Chair report that he's considering either coming back to the PGA Tour or to live. Uh, I know that it was talked about on our podcast on this past Sunday. We were not on that show this past Sunday, but uh, any any. I'm surprised at how little this uh, this didn't make me move at all. This Anthony Kim news, and I, I can tell you why. Please do, please. There, were, I would say there's a reason why. Like in 2014, we were Anthony Kim was the top of a lot of conversations. Of like, we need this guy back. It was the I call it the Sung Yil No era of the PGA Tour. There was a personality problem back then. Oh. It was not brought on. I was at that Zurich Classic. <laughs> Sung Yil No one. Y'all, y'all don't even know you about that. It was you not everyone there. You don't. You, you, you guys don't there. know anything about that life. Uh, there is, uh, first of all, Jason Day has, has, it says golf is life on the back of it. I thought you couldn't do uh, messaging on, on shirts. We might have to look into that. I think it's too big for the PJ tour, uh, handbook. There's no source on that. Um, anyways, uh, it, they need, like he was still in, uh, that was fresh then. Now he's what? 38 years old. Hasn't played professional golf in 12 years. I, I do not, I would be absolutely floored if we saw anything that remin- like was reminiscent to 2009, 2010. Even his last, I know he was injured, but his last couple years playing the PGA Tour were not very good. He was not like the world beater that we people think he was. I mean, he was a fun personality, but like he wasn't like the most amazing player ever. And I, we wanted him back ten years ago, and this feels very late to me if it is real. So my feelings on Anthony Kim, it, it's less that I've always wanted to see him play again. It's more that I would just love to see him sit down for a three-hour totally, yeah. interview and explain, like, is there an insurance policy? Yeah. Uh, 
what happened? Like, it's it's less about, like, can he make the comeback and more about, like, um, I don't know, being vulnerable is it maybe the right word of, like, what – so, like, what went wrong or, like, why would you, you know, why would you leave? Um, but it's hard, to, it's hard to believe that this – yeah, it's like if Anthony Kim comes back and then it's – he's missing cuts and, you know, or coming in last in a team event um, – you know, in Mayakoba, it's like it's it'd be fun for a couple of weeks, but then it might just be a little like uh, sad isn't the right word, but just a little bit meh, a little bleh. But I, it also makes perfect sense for Liv. Like sure. I, I I don't think Liv it's needs do, it's a dopamine hit. I I, yeah. I don't think you need to have like I said, you don't need to have like the twenty fifth rank through fiftieth ranked players in the world play Liv for that to make sense. Like if well, you want to make it a personality based thing, like we're one step closer to to the you know the Paul brothers. <laughs> Point, right, your, your like take of signing age. somebody outside professional golf. Like, I think that counts. I, I would think that counts. Lowercase dub on that one. What, what's that? His prediction for 2023 that was that Liv was going to sign someone outside of professional golf. Well, you're on my block, though. About what? Well, because I was calling out the Paul brothers being out there. Like that's when we talked about a year it. and a half ago. That was, that was like when we talked about it. No, I, that was my take. Okay. <laughs> we'll check the tape, but I, I feel pretty <laughs> confident about that one. Uh, I think that Anthony Kim thing's weird. Uh, listen, man, time time. Moves on, not to state the very obvious take, but nothing lasts forever, you know. Nobody, we're not as young as we used to be, Neil. No, we're, we certainly aren't. Uh, it feels a little like a Smashing Pumpkins reunion, you yeah. know. Just ah, cool, man. Like it, it's <laughs> yeah. not, you know, 1996 anymore. Like it just doesn't really happen. I think, you know, what would be a weird comp maybe to make is like Ricky Fowler, when Ricky Fowler was, when Ricky Fowler was 24. And he's breaking onto the PJ Tour, and he's wearing bright colored clothes. And he's got these big belts, and he's got the hats, and everybody's dressing like him. The Players Championship, like most exciting, one of the most exciting like players and eras of, you know, my time covering golf. He's not like that anymore, man. Just time moves on. So, like, would I rather see Anthony Kim like in fields than not in fields? I guess, like, probably. I'm curious, but like, do I think it's gonna, you know? Do I think suddenly like kids are wearing giant belt buckles and like everything is going to be the frenzy that it once was? Like probably not. Oh, I, and I I would you know caveat what I said earlier. I, I wish him the best. Like exactly. if he is coming sure. back, exactly I right hope back. he plays awesome and yeah. I hope it's a ongoing story and I I hope he makes a big comeback. But uh, it, it feels like maybe we missed the uh, miss missed the window a little bit is what my gut tells me. But by a TBD. lot, I'd say by a lot. Like it. Going back to what we were talking about with Max, the level of play has changed a lot on the PGA Tour since uh, since he last competed on it, and that's why I said like Live would I think Live would make perfect sense for him yeah. rather than like Kieran Vincent or whatever is making up the bottom half of Live like filling that with Anthony. Kim is that a real person? I don't know. It feels like it is. <laughs> Could be. I thought that's why Scott feel like, Vincent. I think. I thought there was another one that qualified Kieran Vincent. Am I right, Cody? Yeah, I'm right. Really. Don't Just ever brothers. receive your words. <laughs> brothers. Huh. Um, Brother. Hey, brother. Another question we got from Rob Kowalski. Uh, this is a hypothetical one, but how will infusion of cash from investors change the tours product? Last week was a dud. Should we expect more week-to-week fluctuation? Why tune in during the non-elite events? Dude, that is like... like that's the question. The question. Yes. It's a and great it's question really from Rob. really well said, and it's like what I've been thinking about nonstop because like... Neil, you or TC or whoever was pointing it out earlier, like, look around, man. It just doesn't feel like it's like a cash issue. It just feels like it's like a robot issue. Keep my voice down a little bit, but like, there's <laughs> just not that many like people really inspiring wild amounts of change. I think what it would, 
I think what you could probably look at is more like business structure, right? If it goes away from the membership organization, that means you can change how you fill fields. It means you can change how you do appearance fees. Change how you make decisions. It means you can change like everything about your, your process. But even then is like, okay, that best case scenario probably looks pretty similar to this, yeah. right? Like all the top guys are here. With less commercials. Ideally, and it is going to yeah. be different and it's going to be better and it's going to feel bigger. But like... I, I don't know if it's, if we're going from like a, a three to a 10, like I think we're going from a three to a five is what it feels like it's still golf to me. Right. And that, that's kind of the whole thing is like you throw as much cash at, at it as you want. It is still like, I let me preface this. Nobody loves golf more than me. Very hard to understand. Very hard to get access to very slow, very hard to televise. There's just a lot of constants that are like, which is like, I think the best case for the TGL stuff it was like, man, that, as stupid as it might sound to us, like at least was getting around some of the like inflexible things that makes golf really hard. I, I think what the cash would help you do is it, you don't have to burn some of these sponsors that are like absolutely necessary yeah. for these big events. And you can keep that business model running and you have cash to experiment with potentially a team thing in the fall um, or TGL. There's like, so that the season feels like it isn't just 52 weeks of the same thing. It's maybe 30 weeks and with 10 of those weeks being very, very big weeks and 20 of those being like for the diehards and for us to maybe get some new stars, some, some fresh blood in the mix. But what's been hard is we're asking for change from the PGA tour, but it's very hard to change things when you have these, a lot of long-term contracts with sponsors and they all, you're going to elevate one event, but you're going to burn somebody else. And it's hard to secure your long-term business and totally up yes, your business yes. at the same time. And so hopefully the cash is almost a little bit of a, that infusion allows you to, you know, put it, put together a little skunk works yeah. over here. You know, we're going to, we're going to experiment with some things. The Google 10% program. A hundred. Yeah. The moonshots. Exactly. Right. That, uh, yeah. What was your 10% project? Oh man, what was my ten percent project? I, I well, I did redesign the Google onboarding logo. The, those that don't know Google, when you worked there, ten percent, but it kind of went away. <laughs> All the consultants had taken over, so it wasn't as like you know jolly. But hate that. Um, we can take that offline. Okay, thank you. Uh, I I love what you guys are talking about there. I think it is uh, one like the number one thing we, we've talked about. I believe this has come up on this podcast before. Is got to figure out how to broadcast this thing so it's entertaining and not be riddled down with commercials. I don't know if cash helps that, but for somebody to come in and reimagine how you present the product would be helpful. I don't I don't think the, the private equity investors are coming to me and be like, okay, well that one that part's fine. Let's to, let's just move on to the next thing we need to solve here. They would look at that and say, this product needs to become you know. The ratings are going to be what generates interest, which is, you know, what's going to generate revenue, which is going to want generate the return on this investment from, from, from the investors. And I was talking to a player on the range yesterday, who was just making it, it's just bottom line. It. He's like, here, here's what you do. You're going to take the most sustainable tournaments, the tournaments that, you know, it's great that you have a title sponsor, but like, they're not, it's not do or die. If you have a title sponsor as to whether or not the tournament's going to make money and you pick those and that, that becomes your events. And instead of relying so hard on so many different title sponsors, the model just shifts a little bit towards the most profitable tournaments plus outside investment and getting return out of those tournaments. And that's where it gets above my pay grade. But like that again, makes it a lot more sense than I think what's hard. I didn't think like the right way to say this, but if I still don't really know what like the goal is of all of this is the goal just to like make the players more money is the goal to make golf like the biggest televised product in the world is it you know I think it would like be those, I think the goal would be to capture the unrealized value in golf which I think is there it, 
It, I there, think is there. It is held. A lot back. of fucking value like floating around. That's what I'm saying. But I'm, it's <laughs> spread too much. But it's <laughs> spread out too thin. Like it's an you know an inch deep and a mile wide in terms yeah. of again going all the way back to the structure of 200 members on this tour and like that being the how decisions get made. Look how hard it was just to get the limited field, uh, field events started. If you, if you start making more decisions, again, the, the 501c6 charitable aspect, whatever you want, the trade organization, uh, you know, not-for-profit organization that the PJ Tour is, is made under the charter of, like, I forget what the exact mission is, but it's like um, growing the game of golf through the lens of professional golf or something like that, or, or something for professional golfers, right? It, like, the tour is for the players. It is their trade organization. They're independent contractors. It's how a lot of decisions get made is not, there's no collective bargaining. There is no group of owners that are like trying to maximize the top funnel. Like the PGA tour executives are doing what they can to maximize that, that, that funnel, but there's no plan sketched out for how this whole league works because it's all made up of these individual events for these individual players and independent contractors. And there's a lot of value that sifts yeah. through that model is I, what my take would be. And I, DG asked a great question. I think the goal for the last, up until three years ago was let's keep the gravy train rolling. Like uh, yeah. if it's like- it has been rolling. Yeah, like let's not mess it up. And so now it's like, oh wait, that's not gonna work anymore. So it probably does need to be some reflection on what what's the goal now. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I mean, you know, because because one thing that's at odds with like, you know, the, the mandate for the tour is to get as many playing opportunities as possible for all the members. Right. So you have a problem there because maybe you have too many members and because you're trying to get as many playing opportunities for them, you have to have too many tournaments where they all get kind of watered down. Sure. So um, trying to figure that out is that's tough. It's really, really tough. And it's, you walk down this range and again, you, you can talk to five different players and you'll get a lot of different reactions, which is kind of speaks to how difficult it's been to, to get decisions pushed through. And, uh, and, and it's, that's, I don't see that changing anytime in the very near future. I think that's still going to be quite difficult. What's going on behind us? You guys are, you guys are, are uh, just kind well, of roaming around. It looked like had, Ted Scott was, was, uh, kind of holding court, you know, <laughs> just kind of giving, giving a buddy some, Kind of looked um, back and saw Ted Scott and TC, which was a, a strange visual. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm getting where the TC has, quote, sparkles in his eyes while talking to Luddy on the range, which would be uh, Is that right? Ludwig Ober. Huh. Uh, see, I'm committed now to doing the Swedish pronunciation of Cody Ober. liked that one. Good. Cody's face was lit up. Yeah. Neil's ragging on me for calling well, him. Well, no, it was more of a, um, Solly, when, whenever we go abroad, he likes to adopt the local <laughs> pronunciation <laughs> of things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, we're down under. It's like, how you guys getting on? No. Oh, good, Bundy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how you going? Uh, so, how you going? How you going? You know? You oh, going? hey. Uh, cheers, cheers, cheers. Uh, and so then all of a sudden. Three long blocks for takeaway, please. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, when it's Ludwig saying his name right, he's, he's just going to die on the hill of Aberg. No, no, I'm saying it the American way. Yeah, it's yeah, like, brother. well, wait a second. You, it's like if you're going to count fringe putts as putts, or you're going to count them as up sure. and downs, no. right? We got to, we no. got to miss on the same side. No, every time. I'll tell you. I'll, you go with what the person asks, and he did a video where he's like, "Yeah, in Sweden, this is what they call me, but everybody in America calls me well, Ludwig." Then, then why wouldn't you say uh, Melbourne instead of Melbourne? But you say Melbourne, so I you pronounce Melbourne. it as a I as a Melbourne. local does. I say Melbourne. Speaking of Melbourne, mm. I think uh, this is a tease. This is a tease. I don't think we need to do it now, Cody. But we do have a little bit of a sizzle for uh, season nine. Season nine. Return to Australia. We were not in Argentina, despite Cody and TC's misdirection attempts. That was uh, bad faith. We did that go was... to Australia for a tour of sauce. I think we got some some visuals uh, from that. Maybe we roll those 
in a little bit. We've got another thing. You know, we're talking about a lot of PJ Tour decision making. We shot a video with one of those decision makers yesterday, Jordan Spieth, uh, as well as his caddy Michael Greller. Uh, we got a video coming out. Matt, what do you think that video is going to be done tonight? Tonight, Can't happy rush birthday, greatness. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that video happy will be birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> Fill you up with hibachi and then drop you back at the hotel and finish editing. Uh, do we want to drop the Australia trailer? Do we need to wait for any, for any reason in particular? Well, it's supposed uh, to be a ra- you, you know. I don't. We'll stick around. Ra- you know, yeah, we got to exactly. draw. Right. Out. Stick around. Up next, plenty of people school. are sticking yeah. around. The numbers keep going up. Um, people tuning in the live stream. Uh, if you are just now tuning in, we are live from the range, of course, at the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. Uh, TC is out walking the range right now, trying to recruit some guests Looks for like us. He's talking to Aaron Dill. He's probably trying to get new. Yeah, ones. he's not. He's yeah. not trying to recruit guests for us. He's trying to get his stuff yeah, dialed. No, nobody was available. Uh, <laughs> Dill sent me three new wedges. Yeah. He's gonna stamp them. Yeah, no, I saw it was supposed to rain on Thursday, so I had to get a new wedge set up. Oh. <laughs> um, let's talk a little Spyglass Hill. This is, uh, you know. I, in prior versions of this tournament, you know the uh, the there was you played Pebble Beach, you played Spyglass Hill, you played Monterey Peninsula. Uh, of the first three rounds this year, you Cypress Point. It, it long ago, a uh, long Hill. time ago, Cypress Point. Uh, now it is just Pebble Beach and Spyglass Hill. When it was three courses, it was it is it's already a huge logistical challenge to broadcast this event. But getting cameras out to three different courses was a challenge. You kind of just got a little snippet of the the courses here and there allegedly we're hearing uh that now that they're just down to two courses spyglass hill might be getting a little bit extra run uh on the telecast this week which i hope so and uh it's good for everybody yeah well as somebody who's been to this event this third time i still have yet to make it over to spyglass you don't see it a lot on tv but the players rave about it i i asked rory i was like what do you think of spyglass like, i've played it uh once before um he, he thinks it's harder it's uh, really you have to hard. be very you know tactical, precise out there. Uh, so he said he was looking forward to playing it uh, this week. What, what was your takeaway from playing it? Championship golf course is what it is. It is, uh, I mean, deep bunkers, big mounding, and a lot of elevation change and thick rough and uh, narrowish fairways. A lot of, you know, a lot of slopes kind of working against you off the tee. You just stand on a bunch of those holes and like, oof, this looks like a pro golf hole. The first four holes are, and we're, we have some videos that have been rolling out this week, uh, profiling each of the first four holes. We have two of them released so far. We'll do three holes three and four uh, tomorrow, but are, are just set in this awesome sandy landscape. Like, it's all the pictures you would see of Spyglass come from those first four or five holes. A great downhill par five opener bends way to the left. You got to really hit a draw around the corner on that one and then hit a ball off a hanging lie down to this little green that's actually elevated uh, at the bottom of the hill, which is kind of funky. It's just really, really, really hard to hold that green. And it was a par five that played over par last year at the at the in the event, which you don't see very often on the PGA Tour. Um, and you go up the second hole, plays this like kind of bite off as much as you want into the fairway, play up to this little elevated green, this tiny little green that like, hey, if you hit the green, you're going to obviously have a very good look at birdie. And if you miss it, because uh, the green's so small, if you miss it, like you're going to have a really hard time getting up and down. What so. if I told you we have video of of these exact oh, holes? Oh, gosh, I didn't even about. know we do. Well, well, Which is good because I got to use the bathroom. We can maybe we can roll those See right ya. now. Wow, whoever put those together did an excellent job. That was, that was a fantastic tour. Fantastic. First Mr. TC, back with us. We got three. Need three nuggies. What do you got for us? Well, on the subject of Spyglass, I was talking to our friend Ludwig and Come. his caddy, Joe Scovron. Ludwig said, quote, Spyglass is sick. Oh, wow. That is- played 18 out there yesterday. He was a little late for his tee time. He was supposed to tee off at 931. Uh, he was he was 
not at his tea time at 9.31. So he's going to hop on the, the uh, show tomorrow with us. But oh, uh, right. he did say Spyglass is sick. Uh, I told him, look out for our videos. Help you oh. get to know the course a little bit better. <laughs> That'll uh, probably help more than him playing the course, I'm sure, yeah. yes. Uh, Ludwig went back to Sweden for the holidays. I asked him if he was tired uh, after the uh, you know grueling 2023 season across multiple different levels of golf. He said, quote, yes, he was tired. <laughs> great, uh, great insight there, TC. I, and then I asked him how he got from Sweden to Hawaii. He flew from Copenhagen to LAX to Maui. I thought for sure he was going to go, you know, Stockholm to uh, New York. To Maui. To Maui, but he didn't. He went, he went Copenhagen through LAX. There you have it. Believe that? So three... Ludwig Nuggies. Yeah. Uh, Skavron also said that, uh, you know, he can back Max up when Max said that Skavron's not playing good golf right now. Okay. Skavron said, I am not playing good golf A right second now. source that Joe Skavron is not playing uh, good golf right now. Danny well, McCarthy is walking past right now. Um, God, we got Ben on. I didn't realize how much of a unit he is. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was talking to Aaron Dill a little bit about... Yeah, we, uh, we were thinking you were just... Not going to get nuggies and go get some new wedges. Uh, Mr. Hat is walking by, Brandon Wu, uh, right now. But uh, Aaron Dill was saying, uh, you know, a couple grind changes, but most guys were kind of focusing on things being wet here anyway. Um, So no biggie there. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Kevin, our, our Kevin Van Valkenburg has been roaming the range, and we're going to bring him in uh, for a little bit of a guest appearance here yet. First, Cody is going to drop in to say. I, I have a mea culpa. I just messed up, and, and the chat is all over me. They, we missed the beginning of your take when you said I was talking to Luddy on the range, yeah. and I, what he said, Spyglass is sick, but that's pretty much it. He, said, Spygla- he said, quote, <laughs> I apologize to is sick. We're doing it live. We're trying to get it figured out, but KVV. That's unfortunate. And Listen, but that's going to happen. Is green. This is what happens when you, when you try to do it live here. Hello, folks. KVV. I, shout out to TC for doing some on-site reporting. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what did you think of his journalistic? Introduced, introduced him. He did introduce me to Ludwig and Skavron. So you know we're helping each other out. Yeah. We're, you know influencers and reporters <laughs> meeting in the middle. So What's uh, your, how does your range routine work, KVV? When you come to a tournament, how do you uh, how do you how do you how do you get you know, little nuggets? It's a real awkward sort of feel right you have to kind of gauge like uh is someone open to talking are they is that there's that 30 second spot but kind of when they're done doing their workout uh and then they're going to walk to the putting green where you can grab them or sometimes some guys are like if you catch their eye and they're kind of like give you a nod that means like hey come over and say you know ask me a question or or introduce yourself or whatever and so it's a i don't know a lot of reporting is just being intuitive and i guess just feeling like you are able to read people. I've definitely read people wrong and gotten to get sure. the F out of the, here. I'm, I'm doing, this is my office. How dare you come into my office? And, uh, but yeah, that's, I think that's, it's a, always a, a delicate line to bounce, but very you can, every, every, if there's like a track man out and somebody's looking at, at a screen, I'm kind of like, ah, it's probably not the right time. This is serious grinding time, but it's also like, ah, he's got, you got three minutes to talk to me. And then you realize there's 12 people behind. They're like, oh yeah, he's that all fake. He's got three minutes to talk to me. Yeah. It, that's that. Leading to your insecurity on the range, there is. I have some of that too. Listen, well, it's just, I just like giving you know, time. Come on, it's it just reps, right? But there's an art to. Yeah, you, we were talking about it. Work in a locker room, like in, in football or basketball, like Baker Mayfield once mf'd me. I think I've told this on the trap draw a few times when I walked up to him. I was like, "Hey, I'm you know from ESPN, going to write a feature about you," and he's like, "Get the f away from me!" Like you, 
Really? You, how dare you come up to me I right now? It was like in the hallway, and it was yeah. somehow like I had how violated. How dare you? I think Baker Mayfield's good enough to <laughs> no. do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've like gone up to Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, and they give you a polite decline. And this was Baker's, I think, rookie year. And so to get MF'd by him was that's like, tough. Whoa, like that's tough. Uh, hearing that. Yeah. So, but you know what? I don't hold it against him. You can't. It's just who's the meanest? Who's the meanest? athlete you've uh, or, the, or the the hardest harshest somebody uh has been to you when uh, have put in a request um sam adams for the ravens he was a big like the defensive Brewer lineman and, yeah and, and the patriot uh i don't was he even on the patriots no, he was the sam adams oh, sam. <laughs> <laughs> sorry found the founding fathers yeah he was a, he Maddie was a grump he didn't in. like to talk uh so sometimes when you try to get him uh, one time, Ray Lewis screamed at me because he felt like I was. <laughs> oh my god, that's the wrong guy to scream at you. Taking up too much of Shannon Sharp's time, and I think they were going off to have Thanksgiving dinner, and I was, so I was talking to Shannon, and Shannon can just talk. Like he, before his media career, he had already launched his media career, like you know, even before he had retired. Kevin and Ray was Lewis was, was real, like, come on, man, like, hey, <laughs> jealous of no Peyton Manning because I was talking about uh, talking to him about Peyton. It was like Peyton was a rookie, I think. So why is Peyton not playing this? That's a great question. I don't know. It, he did with his brother, right? Peyton and Eli were playing this for a while. Yeah, yes. Brady played it. Belichick played it. In you think? Uh, <laughs> remember <laughs> Belichick was playing with Ricky Barnes. I remember one of my favorite Randy jokes ever was, "Man, I love that." One week after the season, and he's already scouting tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Barnes' dad played for the Patriots. Did, did he really? really? Played tight end for the Patriots. I think <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes uh, yeah, no, but just you know, working the range, saying hello to some people, getting some, hopefully, some insight. You know? Any any residual sadness from your Ravens? You know, some sadness about the game plan, TC. Like he, yeah. he, they ran six times. That's the lowest they ran all That's year. Insane. Like, how do you come out? Left. You, you know how many freaking yards the Chiefs gave up the previous week? Like 190. So, like, the idea that the Ravens would come out and just throw it all over and think that you know they were trying to prove a point somehow was ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, so I, I mean, know, you know, I, don't I really... was sad as a ball knower. Yeah, that the Chiefs are. Well, congrats to to your to Kyle. You know, it was, I, I know that there were some dark times for the ball knowers uh, in that moment, but it turned it around. We flipped it at the bottom. Optimism rules the day. And you know, congrats to me for winning the trap draw, uh, the draft. Yeah. You know, this year for this, real. You know, you won last year, I believe. Is that right? I, I did. So you, resoundingly, you know, yeah, one championship <laughs> here, one championship <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> Uh, what's your what's your Stoke level like for this week? You you went to the U.S. Women's Open out here last year. Uh, this is the first time we've seen Pebble Beach in this light as yeah. a, des- a signature designated eleva- elevated event. Uh, has it got you genuinely excited? I think yeah, at least. Uh, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I'm I'm always stoked for Pebble. I think it's what a like own goal that for years the tour didn't have like a regular like event with all the best players here at this course. Right, it's the one course that everybody knows. You know, if he's a casual golf fan and wants to sort of have really good players be at. I'm psyched to see Rory here. Rory has said he hasn't played here. I was talking to him yesterday. said he hadn't been here since the U.S. Open. And that's crazy to go five years without, you know, one of your most marquee players playing one of your best courses. And I want to see Scotty, you know, hit some shots here that I think would be pretty cool. I mean, it's just – it's a no-brainer, right, to have uh, – to see – some well, of the most famous shots, like across eight or down to seven. Whatever. It feels like it's a no-brainer to have more professional golf on the ocean, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, so you got here, you got Hawaii, obviously. Tori could argue on the ocean, um, the ocean course, Kiowa. What yeah. else? What am I missing? That's we see a good amount of. 
Like, you know, I'm, I'm always frustrated there's Harbor not an town. event in the North Pacific Northwest. Feels we like all, Chambers could are, be a yeah. really good recurring yeah, Chambers location. Be, Chambers needs to get another major, frankly. Um, I think build some infrastructure. <laughs> but if, if you're thinking about the tour and the person What's the first thing you think of when you think of Chambers? It's, it's, it's one, a tragedy, Sally. It's actually a tragedy. Uh, I'm, but you're talking about the tour having a personality issue. Yeah. Out here, I'm saying one thing that's a, a pro is they do have some... Um, context and history with courses, and if and it, it just feels better, like the though. ocean ones. It's such. A, it's just. It's great for TV, and the fact that we don't have more tournaments that you know just have striking coastline is. Neil, I think something could be improved. Another yeah. tournament, the Mexico Open, presented by Vidanta. Yeah, ocean. I'm yeah, I was going to say, I think what works for the best for the tour, honestly, is like familiarity. Like if you're yeah. talking about getting the the most amount of people to tune in. It's it's like familiar courses, like people tune in to watch Riv, and it's not on the ocean. Right? Yeah, so I don't know. I, I like watching ocean golf as well. And I, I, I'm not saying every course should no, no, be, no. but it, it, there's probably a room in the rota for a few more because it's it's a lot early with Sony and with Kapalua, and then Tori and here. And then we don't see it again until maybe you get, you know, the PGA at the ocean course or something. But otherwise, you basically till the Open Championship, you're even going to see the a body of water again other than a, you know. Well, you get back to the realities of pro golf, though. It's like when you, like Whistling Straits, when you are cut off uh, well, the sure. entire side of the golf course of not being able to get fans in or out of there or seated there, like it just becomes that much harder for logistical. Well, it's, it's I think the one that I'm, speaking of personality in PGA Tour venues, the one that I'm most bummed about that they're getting, that they've gotten rid of is Chipotlepec. Mm. Yeah. It was such a weird was awesome. house of mirrors that, you know, yes. would make for fun golf. And it I was think in awesome. a weird yeah. way, like the first tee announcer was just <laughs> got you so hyped. This is probably the closest to some of those weird shots they had to hit at Chapultepec with, you know, and it's on kind of bouncy greens here and really small, shrunken mm-hmm. in. Like they gotta, they gotta expand these greens back out. Uh, although I, I am excited for them to go to um, Castle Pines this year for the BMW, yeah. get guys playing at altitude. I think the players are gonna. Complain like crazy about the walk there, though. Love it. That's great. God, I'm watching some of these these uh, AMs warm up, and I it's like I recognize a few the, the high powered CEOs. I don't know who they are, but I'm like, okay. have I seen him on CNBC? Maybe <laughs> I probably. You know, you know what I mean. It's like I recognize that guy's face, but I have no idea who he DC's is. DC's played golf with most of these guys. I'm sure he could help you with the list here. Yeah, we got Cantlay's grinding with JJ. Then Beeson back down on no, the that's not, that's, no, um, that's JJ right there. JJ right there. Yeah. Nils, as oh, a business JJ. guy, do you think any business ever not, not gets done with the... Uh, no, that's Wyndham down there. Oh, that's Wyndham now? Yeah. Oh, wow. Sorry. Do you, think, do you think any business ever gets done in a pro-am? Like yes. where, uh, relationships are Deals. formed? That, uh, uh, I, I think, well, it, it sounds, I think some sponsorships get done. I would say like, it, it sounds like uh, the, the Megacorp. Was uh, Brian Harmon's initial deal was a pro am really? with the the CEO? I think okay. a lot Pebble of that goes on. Or just a no, I think pro-am. a regular pro am. Yeah. yeah. What uh, I, I feel like you're not you're not like doing the business during the round. I don't think like you're working. You might you know talk about it, but it's more about the forming of the relationship. Right. And it's just you get me in this pro am, I'll take you out to Cyprus, and that whole network of how stuff gets done seems to be I'm very kinda, real. I'm kind of bummed that uh, Andrew Waterman is not playing this year. Yeah. You think that it would have been a great opportunity yeah. to you know, get him to know some of the people? Yeah. yeah. 
Pie Man, you got three? I'm going to sub out and uh, see if we can do some recruiting. I know Pie Man has dug up some probably just bombastic nuggets. Uh, don't, don't forget to take your headphones off. Do you want I don't know if they're going to be better than my Ludwig nuggets. Do you want to take a quick break to, do, to run Bloody the spy nuggets. holes? Or do you want, uh, we're going we're gonna to give you a little preview of holes three, four, take a quick little break, and then we'll be right back. The third hole at Spyglass Hill is another dramatic one, both with the views and the elevation change from tee to green. This is the most exposed part of the property, so you can essentially guarantee that you're going to need to navigate some sort of wind on this shot. This is where the downhill nature of the hole makes it difficult, as the ball's going to be in the air a long time. It's just really tough to get the right number here. And it's just worth taking a second to admire the scenery here. Hitting shots right at the ocean is just always a thrill. And if you strain your eyes a little bit, you can see Cypress Point just on the other side of this ridge. I love the fourth hole at Spyglass Hill. It's a shorter par four and the last hole in the course that's set in this ridiculously cool sandscape. It's just got a wildly unique green. It's only a 370 yard hole. And of course, the wind is likely gonna dictate how you wanna play it. You can try to drive it all the way up close to the green, but actually if you get it too far, you've got no shot at the pin because this green banks from back to front or from right to left if you're looking at it kind of from the fairway. The fairway also narrows the farther up you go and the car path and all that bad stuff on the right really creeps in the more you try to bite off. And Oh yeah, it's about as narrow of a green as you'll ever see. The camera is not deceiving you here. It is that narrow. It actually probably feels even smaller uh, when you actually stand on it. You have to be precise here. If the greens have even a little bit of bounciness to them, the angle you come in at to this green is going to be important. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the channel. Sitting in for Solly. Uh, Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> How was that? I'm the captain yeah, now. Exactly. Uh, I got some electric nuggets, but before we do that, it is the top of the hour, and we need to remind you that we are brought to you this week by our friends at AT&T. At AT&T, connecting changes everything. everything. Today, being connected is essential. Connectivity is truly the bridge to possibility, improving the way we move through our daily lives, succeeding in work and school and having access to opportunities that may not have been possible before. That's why AT&T invests expertise and resources in their network constantly so customers can keep connected with every aspect of their lives. After all, connecting people is what AT&T does best. Each connection leads to greater possibility. Connecting changes everything. AT and T. Uh, I don't Shout know. Out to Ramon. I don't know. If, it's not for me. It's for my daughter, Lizette. Yes. Uh, the I don't know if my nuggets are super hyper electric, Here's what I would say. Uh, saw Christian Bezadenhout out there. Sure. Unit. Much bigger than I thought. Uh, that's on me. Obviously, he's been around for a while. I was not familiar with your game. It's true, yeah. I was not familiar with your game. Much, much bigger than I thought. That's not a very good one. Second one, I don't know if you can see it. I was trying to really want to sit here because over my right shoulder here, your left, uh, if I move this way, you can maybe see him. He's moving. There's an amateur back there in just an electric monochromatic maroon fit. Oh, uh, yeah. Unlike Way back there. anything I, I've ever seen. I don't know who it is. I was trying to effort, you know, find out who that was. Uh, but just if... I got to think. I don't the know how Malbec much... Malbec collection. Or the, uh, <laughs> the Malbec. Stephen Ma <laughs> from the Twisted Mind of Stephen the Malbec. Syrah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I don't know who that is, but, uh, you know, I, I really respect if you're going to pay. I don't know what the amount is to pay, you know, to play in this event. If you're going to do it, you might as well show up wearing something like that. So I wanted to shout that guy out. The third thing, well-timed, because I know you were just talking about, you know, sponsors and things of that nature. Any of you guys under, know, no cheating if you saw this on your last walk around, uh, who the bag sponsor is for uh, Mark Hubbard? 
homeless hubs. Dude wipes? No. I think uh, he used to be a dude wipes guy. Uh, is it a housing corporation? This is going to be really dystopian for you, KVB. I think I know it, so I won't answer, but unless you want me to answer. Please. Is it USA Sports? USA, USA Today, Today Sports. sports. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Gannett or Gannett? Is it Gannett, Gannett or Gannett? Gannett, yeah. I, I got to Your people, KVB. Yeah. <laughs> With the state of media going around, like... To throw some money towards a bag sponsor. You know what we you should know? do? You yeah. know what we should do is take healthcare away from our <laughs> reporters and, and get a bag sponsor. No, just, just I, I thought that was a I thought that was a really really interesting <laughs> one. Maybe we can get some more clarity on on that. Uh, Cody, I think maybe we're gonna run uh, a little bit more video. We talked about this earlier. We we had a chance to sit down with the links. I guess really stand up with the links master Jordan Spieth uh, yesterday here on the range at the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. Uh, no real structure to the video. It was kind of like, hey, how about we just roll the mics for about a half hour and we're just going to ask you and Greller a bunch of questions. Uh, I think that video is going to be ready tonight. Cody, you want to get just a, just a little just a little sampling for the people of, of what they might expect? Michael, what's Jordan's nervous tick when, he, when you can tell he's really kind of on edge? Probably when I start walking like this. <laughs> <laughs> What do you remember about the first time caddying for him? First time caddying for Jordan, I boned him over the green at Gold Mountain on number 10 at the U.S. Junior Am 2011. When you disagree with something on the golfers, how do you communicate that? For a while, I, I was getting vetoes, but Jordan gave me unlimited vetoes. Ah, uh, so. It's not like unlimited PTO. It's not really more valuable. <laughs> I, I'm not going to recognize it. I think when I got to my fifth straight veto and he re-vetoed me, uh, we went away from the vetoes. Lots of good stuff in there. Look, uh, look out for that later on the YouTube channel. Uh, I would just say, what I love about Spieth is just he. It, you want to ask him good questions because he really makes an effort to give you good answers. Yeah. Um, and having Greller there too was was a, a great back and forth with both of them. I heard TC might have put in some Cowboys questions too. I, I did ask him who his favorite Cowboy of all time was, and he said Roger Staubach, which felt <laughs> which that was that's what we opened up with. A, yeah, a little bit like. All right, let's be real here. Who's who's really your favorite? who's your hero? Neil Armstrong, right there. <laughs> Jay Novacek is right there. And then, I, and then I asked him about. You know, what he would do at Dak, and he, he declined to answer. He said, TC, that's too good of a question. That's, that's too good. We simply can't answer it. Maybe he should come on the ball knowers. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the no, temp is to be kind of a ball knower. There was a lot of, lot of football a ball questions. For sure. uh, it feels like the temp dropped about 10 degrees in the last chilly. 15 minutes. Some, I'm starting to get the shivers cloud going. Cloud cover rolling in. Uh, TC, your atmospheric river might be might be starting <laughs> yeah. to show some tributaries. Uh, you know what I was going to ask you guys? I don't know if you guys talked about this while I was gone. Apologies if you did. Who's your dream pro-amp partner? JP McManus. Really? Oh yeah. Why? Like like if it, so if I'm the pro? Yeah. It, who do I want as my am? Yeah. Yeah, JP McManus. Like he just he's got all the Deals stories. Yeah, he's, a lot of you stories. know, you probably have a good side game going. Uh he's yeah, he's just like a freaking legend. I mean the guy what? He shorted he shorted the British pound, I think. And then made like all his money in horse racing mm-hmm. like he used to like you know be a like a stable hand basically i think yeah. patrick rogers walking in he's he's kind of had a nice career resurgence sure here of late who would your be who would your guy be man i i don't know it's hard to i i know i asked this question so i can make up the rules but i don't know if we have to limit it to like a golfer 
Okay. Right? Does it have to be somebody that we know plays golf, or or can it just no, be, it can anybody be anybody you just want to you know Bob spend Ross? four hours a day with? Maybe Bob Ross. I don't think he's playing much golf these days. <laughs> so in the rules of the game, are you the pro and you're, you're the pro the business person? Yeah. You play with any am. Of yeah. Some I think that's the question, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Not, so not who do you want to play? What like, pro do you want to play with? This would be like yeah. Elon Musk, right? Well, I was gonna say I think after <laughs> this hasn't come out yet, but our owner spot at Steve Bashotti would be a great. Oh, that's a great answer. Steve Bashotti would yeah. be a really enjoyable. I Who's, think uh, is he the owner of the Ravens. Los Ravens. Yeah, he's kind of a stud too. Yeah, I was really impressed after we did we, him. I, I'm excited for that owner spot to drop. Uh, that spoiler, he's one of the owners that yeah. we did. So uh, oh, we haven't dropped that one yet. No, we haven't. It's okay. coming out this week, I think. So. Shoddy and uh, who else did we do? Tepper. Tepper. Yeah. Tepper. <laughs> Tepper would <laughs> also be. I, honestly, be I think a, Tepper would know, be a, a one that Tepper I would like put fired on. like seven balls into the ocean. And yeah, rage. Fired three caddies. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know who would be a good one? This is this is not an exciting answer. I'll think of something better. But uh, you know, who I really enjoy talking to. Know they're super deep into golf. Massive business catalog to draw on. Your guy Tim Boyle, oh. Columbia. Oh Sports yeah, Sports. the true merch czar. Yeah. The true merch czar. The guy that started Columbia yes. Sportswear. We had a, had a couple of couple, a couple Miller didn't, Lights didn't with him. Started. I think at Gearheart. His mom, his mom and dad started oh, right, it, right. and oh, then wow. he took over when his dad passed away. Uh, just an interesting business, interesting guy. Flies around, does everything, but seems like a very normal. Beer drinking, beer drinking man. Yeah. Yes, that's a the billionaire awesome next door, I believe, as you called him, Neil. Yes, I'm very glad that Tepper's not involved with the strategic sports group. Yeah, <laughs> he would be a pretty poisonous addition to that. My answer, I think he would want, he would try to bully Yasser out of the room. He, he would he would not be the kind of uh, like even tempered you know person. I'm buy the want. piff. Yeah. <laughs> Fire you, Austin. My answer is, you know, I might get some some hate in the comments because I know it's divisive, but uh, Dave Matthews' drummer, Carter Beaufort, yeah. is a massive golfer. He's a divisive? Well, figure? no, Dave is. I know there's a lot of Dave haters probably in the chat. There's chats. also some, yeah. some worse guys from the band you could have picked. Well, for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, he's, you know, probably my favorite drummer of all time. Yeah. And I just feel like I would have a lot to talk to him about. And uh, the fact that he loves golf and always smiling feels like he'd be a, a great energy out there on the golf course who would be the worst mm. i mean it's got to be someone that doesn't really want to i think you interact they have to be a golfer though. somebody who takes themselves wildly seriously i think would not be fun like, I, I feel like maybe somebody like jim kramer <laughs> the guy on you know the <laughs> mad money guy yeah. like i think i would kind of be like, dude, shut up. You get number one, wrong. Like, yeah, gotta, that's what you I mean. You have a bunch of. Oh, you know, you know, this place was founded in 1862. It's like, no, it wasn't, are, dude. You guys would be good at early call it though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Probably, oh, you're gonna love that one. Like, oh, great chat, great chat, great chat, great chat, great chat, great chat. You oh, know, it's like, no, shut this up. Five breaks right. All right, I'm, I'm making it break. Yeah. Oh, great drive. You're gonna love that ball. I, I don't know how those guys put up with him on on CNBC. Like, you know, what is it, Carl Quintanilla and the other guy? They're just always like, what's what are they gonna? Like, what's he going to say next? God, uh, I did not see that one coming. That's really <laughs> You like that one, yeah, though, don't really, you? really, really good. I know I, you're a big Brett Bear guy. He's, you know. Maris guy. A huge burning tree guy. Yeah. Massive golfer. I'm sure he'd be low-key. I, I, I mean, I don't think. You know another good Ken, one? Kenny G would be tough. I don't think. He seems like he takes himself very seriously. Hair. He does have great hair, but I don't know if I'm, I'd be in for that. I think you're doing Kenny G dirty. Maybe. Talk about continuous breathing with him. The ability to blow out and yeah. breathe in through your nose is something wow. that's always that? fascinated me. Yeah, that's you how you do that plays. now too that you got your nose fixed. Kenny G has the Guinness World Record for the longest note ever played is like 54 minutes because he just... Can do that. Wow. Yeah, there's certain guys that can... 54 minutes? Yeah. All right, see, I didn't know this. This is why these conversations yeah. are helpful. So you could talk to him about how... how they, the, you can train yourself to do it, but sure. it's very difficult. That but a lot like of like the good... 
I'd like trumpet to take players. Off my you know who else can do it is uh, Trombone Shorty. Oh yeah, uh, he's yeah. he's a trombone player, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he'd be a good pro am partner. It's, it's I don't know if he plays golf. He wasn't in my top five. Yeah, Kerry, I feel like we've gotten a little off the rails. How are the comments looking? Good. You're good. Okay. Great. Fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, Who's doing better than us? I'm trying to think of who my worst would be. I mean, I think I think Elon would be up there. It's like if you could get like a bad CEO, like he would be a very very tough. Well, walk I feel like he would. Imagine, least, try, imagine trying like to disrupt Pebble talk. the whole time. Hey guys, hey guys, <laughs> is that a good shot, guys? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Should I buy this course or what? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Sorry, that's the debut of my Elon impression. I never. You know what? Really weirdly Jim good. Jim Dolan. Jim Dolan would be tough. Jim Dolan would be bad. Uh, Cody's throwing out everybody. Zuck as well. Zuck, yeah. I think Zuck would just be wakeboarding out in the. <laughs> no, in the TC, would, TC would talk about smoking meats. Zuck with would him. have his sunscreen on. God, Zuck. Yeah. Uh, TC, do we want to? You know what? I'm I'm debating whether we should just talk about Solly's pebble take while he's not here. Yeah, we, we should. We should. We should wait Uh oh, here he comes. Oh. No, no, no. All right. So, can you can you lay it out? Well, we were talking. We were, it started as we were going through the top 100 golf courses, and and Lofoten Links is on that list, and and we're unsure if if it's a top probably 100 from be. a golf course standpoint. But I was arguing that the landscape that it's in, and it's probably the most striking coastline I've ever seen. And Solly said that he felt like Pebble Beach was more striking than Lofoten Links. Um, which, listen, and being out here, it is very striking coastland. But I, I feel like coastline, excuse me. Uh, but I feel like. Being at the end of the world with less development around sure. puts Lofoten ahead of uh, of Pebble, um, and the you know the the artificial retaining walls and things like that make the landscape a little bit less. I know the mowing um, line is really bu- buggy, and, and the mowing line. Yeah, well, we thought I think the tape would show that he said it's the most striking coastline anywhere. No. We'd had a lot of wine at this point, yes. As well, so um, it, but. We'll say that it, it was it was golf. I will argue though, in Solly's defense, if you go down the coast about twenty to fifty miles, Big Sur probably is some of the most sure. incredible coastline in the world. So I don't think he's as far off. I'm starting to to it's a true TC, maybe the best coastline reach across in the, the world, aisle, but a little not bit. necessarily in the county. But I do disagree with him saying that from a golf standpoint, it's the most striking. Um, no, I, uh, I would disagree. No with old that. head. <laughs> Well, he's moved the goalpost a little bit. You're in, you're in, you're in. Striking coastline on the Monterey Peninsula. You were doing so well. I did not say it was the most striking. You said Lufton was the most striking uh, setting for golf you've ever played in. I I feel that way, yeah. I I mean, like, Pebble's a better location than that. That was not to say it is the number one spectacle setting for golf. It just doesn't have mountains. Moving the goalpost a little bit. It has some pretty big mountains out there. It has hills. I mean, it's got, Not in it's the got a lot. It's got we'll, a lot of depth to that coastline. We can, we'll stand down. We'll, we'll put a pin in that one for now. I, th- I feel like that was that's a good opening detente. We can we yeah. can get that in my, hour my three argument would be I don't think that Pebbles specific bay is yeah. the best coastline totally in the agree. area. I was just but, giving an example. Uh, that well, was, yeah, um, you don't like Stillwater Cove? Hate Stillwater huh? Cove. I don't hate it. I just hey, don't think it's the best. Stillwater Cove question: Why do you guys like like why did Tiger not? This is a great bring idea. Privacy, his mm. yacht. During the U.S. Open, TC was going into hyper 
description yesterday yeah, about what a- he would do if he was playing in the tournament. <laughs> Park a yacht out there, potentially either dinghy or jet ski back to the, <laughs> back to the, the beach coast. club, shower, sauna. 40 or 50 oysters. Maybe that's what happened to DJ between rounds three and four at the 2010 US Open. We, can, we convinced Neil that that was Ron Jeremy's house. <laughs> no, not we, you. Yeah. All of a sudden, you convinced all of us that that was... I was he like, was what? so dead. You never do this <laughs> yeah. either. Like, that's not a topic of conversation. Yeah, he yeah, goes, you know whose house that is? I was like, uh-uh, you know what? No. Honestly, I don't know. Like, who, did I, who did I guess? I guess somebody good. Papa John. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> like, Papa John. Off. He's like, oh, you're not far off. It's Ron Jeremy's house. It's like, like, what? Really? He's like, no. No. He's like, whoa, what? <laughs> it just, God, he just really. Um, but seriously, why wouldn't you, like, if you had a big ass yacht, why wouldn't you park it out in Stillwater Cove and just hang out on your yacht? Might be some ordinances. They're big well, on ordinances. No, there's a, Not there's a question a, I've had to ask myself. A, uh, that, yeah, where a, do you park uh, Airbnb. your yacht? <laughs> no, I've looked, believe me. There's <laughs> for an Airbnb. Because when we, when we rented the house for U.S. Women's Open, we. we it would have cost uh, the same to have yeah, a yacht. Yeah, <laughs> we Airbnb'd the house this week. Both those Airbnbs. Like there's a Airbnb that, that they will drive this yacht up the coast. It's not n- the nicest yacht, but uh-huh. it's a yacht, and it hangs out in Stillwater Cove, and you can and you can dinghy back and forth. Anyway, that's awesome. I, I thought Thank about you. proposing it to you. All right, three nuggets. We have an Aaron Rodgers sighting uh, behind us. You got I, got, three, I, got, I, got, I, I need three nuggets out of you. Uh, a great one. I was uh, intrigued. Sam Ryder was over there hitting golf it. balls on only his left foot with his right holding the club only with his left hand yeah. and holding his left arm with his right hand and he was flushing balls only off his left foot doing that like almost cross-handed oh. i don't know what that drill is but that one on, definitely that caught again. my eye he was left foot off his left foot with his right hand only holding the club with his left hand left hand holding his left arm with his right hand so not quite cross-handed the right hand was not on the club he's holding it like that and doing a drill hitting oh. balls like that had not seen that one before and he was flushing it that's we one should try that yeah uh, also Breaking news, Max potentially trying out a new lob wedge. Wow. I just overheard that part. That was not. You probably heard. That's not to be reported. That was not. <laughs> not I heard TC was in the, the T-grind. Thought it was going to be good for his game, too. Uh, all of our golf coaches, uh, Corey Lundberg, who's out there working with Homeless Hubs, uh, wants to come and chat about Kyle Shanahan. He might swing by here. <laughs> really? He wants to talk to you the about knower? the ball. He specifically called out the ball knowers and said he wanted to come have Great a Great day to be a ball knower. Um, trying to convince uh, Steven Yeager to join. It was. It was. Uh, quite non-committal but he's going to try and i counted 61 non-playing people out on this driving does range. that include you uh 62 that makes i i am in that group as well are they running out who's got this other dewalt bag here that's uh, jason, that's jason day. day oh that's day, day still yeah. okay yeah okay uh why are, we've got amateurs are supposed to be down here not pros are supposed to be down here it's totally i'm it's not chaos, sure where the amateurs TC. are supposed to go all TC CEO friends have uh, no space on the range. Straka and, and Aaron Rodgers walking in together, both units. Yeah. Kind of puts in perspective how, how much of a unit Straka is. The receptacle. Last thing I had was this 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 the specific ox. range might be the flushiest uh range. Like, you know, we get this we get to we get to go to a lot of these places. We hear we've heard impact. Listening to like Cam Davis and, and Max hit balls down there, it's like Holy shit, man! Like, yeah. sounds so incredible coming Audio off the club visual. face right now. Oh god, just you might need to get uh, destroying the ball. I'm I'm workshopping this on the fly, but Saul, you might need to start some sort of turf index. Ooh, I like you that. know, like what is Pebble Overseer on, Rye on is, the turf yeah. index? Is this like a eight point two? I would say something it's up like there. that. Oh, That's and interesting. Natural follow up: What's the highest turf index you've ever seen? 
I'm going to have to think on that a little bit. Just for ranges or anything? Anything, I assume, is what you're yeah. asking. I mean, sand belt turf was... It's, it's interesting. The, it can the, be a little sticky, though. Some of that grass can be a little the sticky. The bounciness of it is like... The, coot, the common cooch. Like the bounce of the ball and the yeah. greens. Is that no, but I like I the way... I think talking about flushiness. Yeah. The flushiness meter, right? Flushy con queso. Yeah. Well, it's your index. I mean, you take it how <laughs> you You just came up with it. You got to help me you help me workshop it. Yeah. Uh, I would say, yeah, there's a lot of good ones on the West Coast of just like... the I, I This, again, might be, sound really dumb. I truly think the ball comes off the club straighter on grass like this than like Bermuda. On the, what overseeded like, right, like just, just rye yeah just any almost northern grass i think the ball comes off straighter it always feels like you're taking a training wheel off when you uh or that's the wrong analogy when you're taking like the donut off after getting off the on deck circle when you go north <laughs> and you're hitting go from bermuda to like hitting off grass like this well you anything for like i would say bermuda versus anything yeah, is better. yeah. you brought up the uh australian turf i don't We've danced around it. We haven't really talked about our Australia trip at all. I know we have some tour sauce footage we're going to roll in shortly. Uh, TC, do you have anything to say about our travel in specifically? Oh, wow. You know how things ended Maybe up. I like just want to give you the for platform. Do you have to anything to say about our travel out? I, I stand. You know I stand with you in good times and bad. Yeah. I'm just I'm asking the questions as. Yeah, we, we, had, a, we had an hour delay. Uh, Boeing maintenance issue two, on the seven eight. I believe it was closer to two hours. No, it was an hour. It was an hour leaving, and then somehow it was. We didn't make up the time in the air. We missed another our, Boeing issue. We, we missed our connection at LAX. We probably should have booked through SFO. That's on me. We're gonna get better from it. Uh, we ended up driving from what, LA to. What was our? You didn't say anything about the airline. We were yeah, what airline did we fly? It was United. a Boeing plane. United. 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 Well, I'm just looking. I don't know if Ed Bastian, the Delta CEO, <laughs> might be in the field this this week. I know he's been in the field Could in the be. past. I'll try to get him on the live show. Um, yeah, listen. I, I apologize on behalf of everybody. Thank you. Well, thirteen following a thirteen day trip down to Australia, different parts of Australia: Sydney, Adelaide, Melbourne. Melbourne. King Island. Uh, King Island. Back to Melbourne. Melbourne. However you want to say it. Solid. Nobody Maybe is Aber, saying Melbourne. Aberg, no, Melbourne. Not, not, not said, I think Rady said Melbourne once. <laughs> uh, well, TC, I, think, I feel like this was kind of your, uh, your baby putting this thing together. Talk to me about why, why going back to Australia. Yeah, I'm wanted- sure the haters and losers, of which there are many, are going to say you already did that. We don't need to see that again. We got the, This looks like Qualtrics Ryan. Rocking up. Oh yeah. Ryan Smith, owner. owner. Yeah. Uh yeah, you know what? People were saying, why why back to Australia? You guys already yeah. did that. We we really didn't do it. Like we were down there for five and a half days and filming it on cell phones. It didn't do it justice. I think it's truly the best golf in the world. Uh I haven't played a lot around London. I think that's probably the only other place that would compare. Um but you know, overall I think uh I think we wanted to go do it. We wanted to show more of Australia. Last time we just went to Melbourne and a little bit of Barnboogle, Tasmania action. Uh, so wanted to go a level deeper, and we did. We were twelve or thirteen days instead of you know instead of five and, and, a half and what days. only two, three of the same courses. Yeah, we went out to St Andrews Beach, which was the first course we went to the first time we were but there. Played all eighteen. Played all eighteen instead of just a jet laggy nine. Uh, Kingston Heath and Royal Melbourne West. And yeah. then everything else is brand new, which, uh, you know what? I don't think we and have all we, the, we had to get Randy there. And Randy, Randy was not there last time as well. Was not able to uh, Cody, I think we have a clip. Maybe we can roll. This is just a couple of the scenes. There's no rhyme or reason to this. Uh, made this on the plane when I should have been sleeping. Uh, but here's what it looks like. And it's you can tell it looks quite different than last time we were there. 
All right. I watched, I got an absolute treat. I got to watch the pie man put that together uh, while we were our pretty cool. Flying off. I was, it was, it was great to see your process and how, uh, how a video all comes together, but yeah, that will be out uh, here in a few months. KV, are you excited that we're back? What was, uh, what was hosting duties like on, on Sunday nights? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little stressful, uh, but you know, I had some good, good co-pilots with me. Uh, it was definitely uh a strange experience to be in the captain's chair. I mean, also I realized just how easy it is. So like, just, <laughs> you know, I just was like, this guy, anybody could do this. this. Putting together an agenda, you know, he making sure you want to cover all your bases. Uh, I got a few nasty emails from people saying you didn't, you didn't talk about this. I'm like, dude, we we talked for two hours. I think we covered like uh, welcome to the party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was wait, till, wait till we, we hear about all the things we missed in this three hour show that we're trying to fill. Some, time. Somebody got on me hard saying that I had, mispronounced nick dunlop's name wow. I was, just did it as well no dunlop it's dunlap. that's my month it's that's like how montanans say dunlop <laughs> oh, he's gonna it's, die on it's not cell. dunlop it's dunlap Dun, like that's just dunlap. How the, dunlap you're saying dunlop you're saying dunlop i'm not you are <laughs> truly not agree <laughs> yeah. to disagree it's just how my kind of like rocky mountain accent <laughs> i'm not trying to say dunlop dunlop <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you're hearing the difference here, but you're saying two different things. Uh, We're excited we, to be back. You had that. You had the Gary Player Pod that came out, which was, was something very new. It seemed like people were very into. Yeah, a lot of positive feedback on that. Uh, was really, you know, you and I had talked about that for months about, uh, you know, how what a fun thing that would be to do to just basically like educate people on the actual like crazy story of Gary Player. And uh, it's it's fascinating. I hope people who haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet give it a chance because it's it's really just fun storytelling. It's not like a lot of the pods that we've done before. We, we get to sort of mix in a little music with it and some sound bites from Gary's crazy interviews that he's done over the years <laughs> and stuff, and some master's footage even in there. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Was there anything, uh, not to get too deep into your process, sure. but anything uh, you would do differently? Is that the first thing you've done for like a straight-up audio medium that has to be a different process yeah. than like just full-on writing writing yeah i mean it definitely is a little awkward in some like you know a lot of the quotes came straight from gary player's autobiography right and so if like an audiobook had <laughs> which, existed which is always weird when someone writes their autobiography like 50 years yeah. like it was written in like 1964, 1964 yeah. <laughs> it's like written the year that the beatles were on the ed sullivan show yeah. <laughs> like so a bunch of stuff's happened a lot has changed then. imagine yeah. how many miles he's flown yeah. since then um i don't know i mean i think you know, I think we mixed in audio where we could, and that was a nice little pop in there. But obviously, it'd be great in the future if you had just every quote that was in there was just the audio of the quote, right? And that that's kind of how some of those podcasts like Serial and This American Life do. And nobody's like reading quotes there. But um, I don't know. I think it's I, I I definitely think we picked the right subject for the you know, the reasons of doing it, and the part of the reason we you joked in the beginning was like we've been doing stupid Gary Player jokes for. <laughs> a decade now and that's in some ways like how part of how our friendship sort of all came together <laughs> and so you can trace it all the way back to chambers bay which is a sort of a seminal moment i it did really really make me laugh you and i talked about this whether we should like point this out or whether we should just kind of let it hang there but that the end of the pod is like him winning the masters in 1978 and he's shitting all over robert trent jones <laughs> in the beginning of the pod is him shitting on robert trent jones jr <laughs> so he's like for like 50 years he's had like this feud with the jones family which i i respect that about <laughs> yeah, i can get down with that one of his best takes although yeah. you know according to ludwig spyglass is fire it's sick you know it's that's sick. what i hear uh, anyway, I think Can't there's confirm. a not zero chance that Gary Player might come on the pod someday. So you know that'd be incredible. It'd be great. Uh, I think he would be. Uh, it would be fun, fascinating. Who knows? As I said, it's impossible to fact check 
a lot of Gary Player's stories. I was going to say, do you, if he claims to be the world's most traveled man, like in human history, no one has flown more miles. Yeah. No one on the planet has flown more miles than him. So a reader looked this up and was like, that's got to be bullshit. There's astronauts that have traveled a lot more like miles than Gary Player, like back and forth from the space station. So there's no way that he can claim that he's the mm. most traveled human in history. Much less the moon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, he's been to the moon. Who has not left the atmosphere? I mean, who knows? I mean, he. one of the things he said is he used to fly like, you know, what did DJ, we, you were talking about, you met somebody around Melbourne who said this like, he would oh, fly. Yeah. Oh, so the day we were at through, like the day we were at Royal Melbourne East was actually the day I got this haircut, which was which the is day, sick. Thank <laughs> you. I, I which like was haircut. the day that we posted uh, the Gary Player Pod, mm -hmm. and the first photo that many people may have seen if you took to social media was him with that like super high flat top, and I had like really long hair on top. I was like, ah, if we could, <laughs> could go there. Yeah. I was like, man, I could go with that, and I just kind of chickened out and didn't stick the landing, but. Uh, point is that photo was taken at Royal Melbourne East which is where we happened to be that day that the pod went up and uh, the guy that we were playing with I think it was Matt Mollica that was telling us this uh, he he was like oh Gary Player won the he's like I listened to the pod it was awesome did you know he won the Australian Open here at Royal Melbourne East and he's like in order to get here he was playing the World Cup uh, which is sick on the list of things that are sick it used to World be Cup. sick well right but yeah. in, in its totality is yeah. sick he was playing the World Cup in Paris the week before. The week before. Had to fly from Paris to New York. I, th I don't want I think it was Paris to New York. Paris he to New York. Stop in like Newfoundland or something on the way. Might have been, maybe. He might have done his uh, stop in the Azores or wherever it was where he's running up and down the uh, <laughs> Canary run. Islands. Or running down the, <laughs> the runway. Up and down the runway. <laughs> uh, he flew Paris to New York, New York to LA. LA to Hawaii, Hawaii to Sydney, Sydney to Melbourne, had to take a helicopter to the first tee to make his tee time. Uh, no practice rounds, went out and won the Australian Open by seven. And I'm like, <laughs> man, that's kind of, that's it. Like, that's the, the most, that's the guy. The striking thing doing that podcast was this like, Reminding yourself, even though you've heard it like before, that Gary Player was really, so, really freaking so good. Golf. So well, good. when you like, said it in there, the like, <laughs> what did you say in there? Like, like possibly the best golfer ever from outside the United States. Yeah. It's like, whoa, yeah, I never thought people about that. Constantly, like, you know, you yeah. say like, oh, besides Tommy, top ten players of all time, <laughs> and people will constantly like rank Gary Player like near the bottom, like ten, you know, nine or whatever, and they're like, no, no, Hogan was better, Nelson was better, and Gary Player like went everywhere and <laughs> yeah. kicked everyone's ass, like, and he did it in a, a lot really, of yeah. yeah, he did it in an era when like the big dick swingers were out there like winning a lot of majors. Now so, it's so much easier, and these guys bitch about like, oh, I gotta go to. Japan, or mm -hmm. I got—I'm not going to Australia ever. Like, he and his wife would <laughs> would load their five six kids into the airplane. That's the other thing. And, you know, <laughs> oh my god! Ship them across the world. We need and to get Gary Player and TC just chopping up on airports. Totally, he needs to go on the airports, Bob. Yeah, but he's he's going through all sorts of you know uh, local uh, the you know um, fixed base. Not you know, like the private the, terminals. Okay, you know I'm not. I don't, know. I don't think back in the day he was though. Yeah, I mean, I don't I'm know. sure he could. Yeah. He could educate us on like airports in the '60s and the '70s. Pretty, pretty travel cool. air travel in the '60s he's and seen, '70s was, with five kids across the world is like truly mind blowing. So, but check it out. It's a fun pod. I think we're gonna do it, great work to everyone who said, "Yo, please do more of that." Yes, more is coming. Yeah, so. we. Uh, you know, I know you've talked about some of these things, but we haven't had a chance to talk with you about uh, some of the the things that have, have come down. You know, obviously we had the Nick Dunlap the victory uh, at lap. the Amex and the subsequent decision uh, this past week to, to to turn pro. Was it as was it a no brainer? 
turn pro after winning a, a PGA Tour event. Took a couple days to do, but he yeah. did it. I think so. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, has it to felt be. like I feel like people were just making something up in terms of th- to talk about of like, hey, he might only, stay. In college. I mean, the NIL stuff is the only thing that gave like a little bit of pause. Like our and PJ Tour, you right? You yeah. can kind of. Can, can you make that make sense to me though? Like a college golfer, what what, what kind of NIL? I think it's different on the women's side than it would be on the men's. Probably. Like I think the scales are different. Like but I think you know what if you're if you're at a, like a university that has a lot of booster money, and it's like really you got somebody who's a billionaire who's like really wants to see the Saban's Alabama, contract yeah. just got freed up. Right. Who really <laughs> what wants? If, what if to JT see them. was paying him <laughs> to stay in school? <laughs> Who really wants to see him win an NCAA championship? Maybe you haven't won an NCAA championship in a long time. You know, it says like, hey, I'd love to sort of sign you to. A, $3 million name image like this just to stay through the NCAAs. Right? Isn't it someone, uh, for, I'm sure there's listeners out there that don't know quite how the NIL actually works. Is it that simple? <laughs> like, so you have to like go through the official like collective of it, right? You can't just like hand him a check or whatever. You basically have to, yeah, like, a little like bit. It's to getting be more like and more regulated. Yeah. Services or so, you know, too, right? get him to yeah. sign autographs, get him to do appearances, <laughs> get him to do something like that. I mean, I'm sure that they could, you know, fake it in some sense of like, Hey, show up for, you know, do a clinic and, give sign autographs and all of a sudden we'll hand you your check. But uh, you know, I don't think it was a, it was a no brainer in the sense of, yeah, you got to do this, but I'm sure it was like overwhelming for him. It was like, Holy crap. I was not thinking about doing this like right now. And now I have really kind of, it's the best possible thing to do it. I mean, you see him walking around here just a little bit ago. Like he's not exactly like, it's a lot different. I think, to show up at an AM and you're as a you're kind of an anonymous, right? No one's expecting you to. And now you're like everyone's looking at me like, oh man, like great, now great you gotta, week. You gotta like, go be awesome. a pro. Yeah. Got to go do interview. You got to yeah. like do a whole bunch of different stuff. Like totally. it's a it's your career now. I mean, even if you're you know obviously you're planning on that being the case, yeah. but it's different when it actually becomes it. I, I thought about going up to him and just introduce myself and be like, you're, you're seeing a lot of me, so you might as well like <laughs> see my face more often. You know, who whether. finished second at, at AMX? The Zayden Note. Yeah, the Zayden Note. Zayden Note better take him out to a really nice <laughs> like nice <Yeah>. dinner. <laughs> Like he, you guys didn't get to see it, but Zinhout made an unbelievable birdie on 18 to put the pressure on him. Like he done like done lap, came to the <laughs> 18th tee thinking, "Oh, I have a two-stroke lead. I'm gonna just blow it way right." And by the time they got their ball, they were like, "Oh shit!" Like Christian made a birdie. Uh, now we actually have to like you know he, make par to win. He used to cover swimming. Were I you did. calling him lo- like swimming lops? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great point. Listen, I'm just telling you. He it's, is lopping the field. It's the rare instance where my like Montana accent comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, like, I mean, so Bazadenhood made made first place money. Yep. Yeah, that's that's wild. Couldn't take. There's all these people who are like, no, no, he really gets to get the money, right? Like, there's no way that Nick has to like. Give, no, he straight up had to give the money to, you know, or not give the money, but he straight up just didn't get the Don't money. Get he $1,000 is what he could accept. Uh, maybe they'll top him up in the pip, which, by maybe. the way. Pip points are coming out right here. here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> getting, uh, getting shut even now. A couple uh, guys I was talking to out there said, oh, yeah, I'd love to do a show. Go. Yeah, Nobody's yeah. coming by. Wave me, me over. Tomorrow. Yeah, I'm definitely coming to your party. Yeah. Send me the address, man. I'd love to come. Speaking of tomorrow, I'm waiting on the mid-morning, you know, National Weather Service office forecast, but the update was <clears throat> currently mild and dry across the region with some lingering mist. It doesn't feel mild. It's cold. It's, it's cold. cold. It just it's got cold. really cold. Uh, today will be the last warm and dry day with it, with it before an impactful atmospheric river makes its way into our area tonight. Otherwise, forecast remains on track with no updates anticipated. Afternoon forecast will focus heavily on the time of arrival and intensity of rainfall, wind, and the potential for thunderstorms. You know what would suck? It's just like a massive rain out of what should be an awesome week. That's tough. That's uh, tough. Fortunately, it is in the models. So I have a question for you guys. 
we at the end of the pod, which I'm sure you haven't listened to last Sunday yet. Uh, we Kyle and Bacon and I talked about what are the essentials for a buddies trip. Like what what games should you play? What venues? What venues? How important are venues? How important is the company? And I'm curious, having just come off not really a buddies trip, but like a trip with friends, what do you feel like you've done these enough mm. times? The essentials for you know, I think because a lot of people asked us like, dude, I want to go to Bandon, I want to go to Sand Valley, but I or I can't afford it. I don't want to go just play my local course. What are some things that could make my buddies trip feel like the best possible use of my money or time? Well, I think it it. it probably starts with what kind of crew are you going with? Are you going with a competitive crew? Or are you going with a drinking crew? Or are you okay. going with beginner? Is it everybody around the same level? Like how serious, you know, is everybody taking this trip? It, and so I would, I like to do competitions and gambling and, and, you know, shit talking and things like that. But is everybody kind of on that wavelength is, is question number one, right? And is everyone just after checking off top 100 courses or do you want to find the off the radar stuff that you know you'll like the chances i love getting to places where you're like dude i don't know if i'm ever going to stand on this tee box ever again sure. i don't know if i'm ever going to go to the bellarine peninsula be in front of this microphone uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> as a man of faith uh, <laughs> uh so that's those are important questions i think to answer on that right i mean i've had a lot of different golf trips of you know four you go with four dudes that are not the you know craziest golfer ever only want to play 18 holes a day and don't want to compete and just want to you know see the sights more than than the golf and i've been with people that want to play 49 holes a day or whatever possible maximum amount you can get in so 49. knowing your crew i was thinking of the abandoned day where uh where randy uh fainted because mm. we played 36 plus 13 on preserve <laughs> uh good i would echo that i think it's it's all about uh who you're with because we've had trips uh, a lot of this past tour sauce trip was like holy shit we're playing Royal Melbourne West and they basically just told us to lock up and we're the only <laughs> ones here and this is like truly surreal uh, but then I mean Neil and Randy and I have gone on strap trips which are basically like buddies golf trips that you know we're playing Forest Park which I wouldn't say is an architectural wonder of the world but <laughs> you know you still have like just as good of a time because you're with the right people and you know if you come up with a good game you're chasing the mega bonus something like that uh it, it can it can be fun either way so not a lot of insight kind of just a lot of hot air that coming sounds, from me but i think it, it's a true pick your adventure that sounds corny but it's accurate like a, if you i don't know i've had rounds at really really nice courses with people i've not enjoyed playing with and i don't remember those days very fondly whereas I don't know. Some days at like Cullen was not the yeah. the the most pristine golf course I've ever played, but it was with these dudes and on a really fun adventure trip. And I remember that round very, very vividly. That was going to be my my take. Was hey, if you're going to let's say you're going to Scotland or you're going to Ireland, like don't bite off more than you can. Don't chew, be because you're going to spend more time. <laughs> getting between places than you are having fun in pubs and and you know hanging out and stuff. Unless you're a, part of the youth. Exactly. If you're a young person yeah. and you could do it, you should do it once. But then looking that, back on some of the trips we've all taken together, I'm like, oh, we would die if we tried to do yeah, it. Yeah, like don't do more than two regions of Scotland in the same trip. But I think the other thing is, yeah, dig a level deeper. Like don't just go play top 100 or bucket list big name courses. Like even if, shit, if you're coming to the Monterey Peninsula and you're playing Pebble and you're playing Cypress and you're playing MPCC, make sure you go play Pacific Grove and... Sure you know, bayonet or black horse or because it'll make you appreciate those other court, like those top level courses that much more. Like when you go the, to the UK and you play open rota courses, part of the, like part of what makes you realize what's setting those open rota courses apart is 
playing the non-open road sure. courses and you can kind of compare and contrast. I think too, like what one thing that I've found with my friends, we've done Bandon uh, twice. And I think the the element really is like the people that you're with, right? Like I think you have to have a team competition interwoven with an individual competition. That way, like someone's sucking. I would ass. say a week long, yes, like a week long like competition is so much fun. Yeah, it's like a Ryder Cup style thing yeah. that like you can have an individual trophy. And so that way, if somebody really wants to like post a score every time, they're great. But if somebody's sucking, like there you there are formats where you can yeah you can basically say like okay we're gonna play well, like my friends and I play a lot a point for the low and a point for total. So like yeah. if you if one guy has a three and one guy has a seven, like you st might still be in the hole with yeah. two fives on the other side. So like it's I think that's an element that keeps the shittier handy high handicap players involved. And also like I've had a golf trip in Frederick, Maryland. That's not anybody's destination <laughs> to play. We had an absolute time. It came down to the last hole of the whole last deal, and it was so freaking tense. And it was like this is the stupidest thing ever, but it's like it matters to us. Because like we've been doing this for ten years, and we've had these teams for ten years. Like you don't have to go to Scotland or Ireland or whatever to have a really good buddies golf trip. You could go play Royal Melbourne in, in Illinois. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> or in St Andrews. Yeah, yeah exactly. Does it have a royal decree? The one in Illinois. I might have to look into that. Uh, we yeah, we got to seek that out. Also, don't be afraid to play uh, Scotch foursomes or alt shots yeah. in the afternoon. Formats is a huge. I think yeah. that it takes off some of the. Like grind of it, so you're not, you know, you're getting yeah. a feel. And then there's some people who just do not want to play alternate shot because they're like, oh, I got to have a score from Bandon or whatever. Like, then you're not coming on my trip. But Fair also, enough. like, you should do. That's why we didn't take Randy to Australia the first well, time. Bacon was saying <laughs> in their in his golf trips, the competition ends like, and there's then there's one more day where like guys can play alternate shot or guys can face off each they're on the same team but they've have like this running like sort of you know belt that they're passing back and forth of, like who's the best and that way it's like removed from the actual competition stuff so. i also I, sorry real quick I just, you can see this over kvv's shoulder there's a, a an amateur that's been absolutely grinding on the range and oh the towel drill he's, so steven yeager's been doing the towel drill under his arm this this, this, this am has been grinding he's been He's oh he's been he's uh, but Steven Yeager officially an influencer because he is uh, the, now this AM has gone to the you know what I, you know what I should so do man hold on hold on just happened right next to him he said I can't just watch this unfold uh, you know who else was a big towel sorry. you know who else was a big towel right drill here. guy massive towel drill guy DA points oh yeah who won here so oh, maybe look at Steven Yeager this week that's interesting also the last thing I'd say about the buddies trip uh, Cody I, I agree fully I think it should be 54 holes with music on the range that's the other thing I would say that is key to any format <laughs> and you can wear shorts I was going to say we had a bit grow of the a, game uh, <laughs> you know into the mic do as I do you know just just is am I good speak up yeah deliver all right are you cold? You're I'm so cold. It's cold. Okay. It's Nobody cold. gets first, colder than Neil. Snuggy. Marine layer coming in it hot. It is hot. Uh, you can see it over Stillwater <laughs> Cove. Right I, I, I went to uh, use the Port of John down there. Walk, walk, having a purpose, a place to go, walking down the range is good. Like, no, no, I'm on the way yeah. to the bathroom, guys. Like, I'm not just lingering. <laughs> I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff right now. Don't worry about me. Look like I'm going someplace. I belong. Uh, you can see the fog rolling in. It's going to be epic it's always epic until it gets here and then it's just great it's just cold and, and, yeah and it's it's starting to get very cold uh i was going to call out this this am out here was hit wasn't hitting it great yeah he saw the towel drill <laughs> got the towel under the arm uh so that's a good one um max, when you're hitting balls and just kind of like uh, oh uh max and over. and uh and aaron Rodgers were down just vibes were off the charts with with that's a, a comfy pairing for those two um but the uh, the nuggie I have is the range ball attendance 
down the way were like, yeah, that's Aaron Rodgers. He's playing for the Jets now. Packers don't miss him. Jordan Love's just replaced him. Like, they're just kind of talking some t- talking a little trash. Bring, about him, bring him on the ball, though. Say, say it to his face. 30 <laughs> feet away. So I thought that was good stuff. It's like, yeah, Packers yeah. don't even need him anymore. How quickly they forget KVV. That's right. How quickly they, move they forget. On. And then down at this, this end of the range, on the left side, we had, like, the easy power alley. You had Wyndham Clark next to Fitzpatrick. I, I can't get over how well Fitzpatrick moves it. I mean, he swings out of his shoes at it. I was going to say, he doesn't look like easy power. But Wyndham next to him yes. really yeah. kind of yeah. sets Nixon, the yeah. – um, yeah. it gives you a sense of like Wyndham's hitting sleep. like 183 yeah. and it, it looks like he's half swinging. Yeah. So Wyndham's swing in person is really nice to watch. I'm sitting here watching, I'm like, okay, with. That's like, that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, it looks really, really smooth, different. Man. It looks it's different. Really good. It's a really nice swing. So those are my three nuggies, um, and I'm sticking to them. You I kind of like the handheld mic. Easy. Struggling Tough with the shit, arm, yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to talk into it. I uh, think I'm doing all right. A lot of training aids on the thing. As someone who just wrote about like their addiction to training aids, and I was like, you looking like for, a fool. you try to offload yeah. some to some people. <laughs> like, hey, you want this? Uh, no, like obviously, like everyone has sticks because sure. that's a. But a lot of like you know pro senders, a lot of balls, a lot of exactly uh, you know, things where you get you know swing under this uh, plane and stuff. I was you know was a little surprised to see as as much as. Uh, their ams are all pros are all as much of psychos as we are. They're they're always trying to search. That was my favorite part of the Brian, the, the Brian Harmon interview, where he's just like, "Yeah, man, I'm just most of my days just sitting on Instagram watching <laughs> golf stuff. I order everything. <laughs> like I buy them all. Anything I see, I just I buy them. Like, God, you won the Open last year. Like what? What am I supposed to do? It's probably the perfect concoction of all those training aids. It might be. Well, he's it that, might that be. the reason we won the Open is because he pulled out a putting mirror that he hadn't exactly. used in forever, and was like, "Ah, you know what? I'll just try this putting mirror." Do you have that one? I do not. Do you have any putting mirror? I have putting Putting mirrors are sick. I have a putting mirror. I don't have the one that's like he was learning how to hit like baby draws with his putter. And that's what I also got my mom a putting mirror for Christmas. She loved it. Did she? Really? Yeah. Her eyes too far over the golf. Yeah. yeah. She's getting really into golf. That's playing more golf than I am. You kicking her ass? Yeah. We we had an awesome match when when Tron and I were home in the fall. It was uh, my mom's a, I think she's a 34 handicap or 37 handicap. Trending them. So How many would getting, Rom have to give her? <laughs> she was getting two pops on every That's hole. Too many. And then, uh, and no, then, no, no, no. I'm not giving you 42 shots. You play from the red team? <laughs> and then she, had, she, like, she had like three pops on three holes. It was awesome. We we ended up, the, the match, the handicap system works. It was like a, a, Isn't a it weird? One, one up win on 18. That's wow. great. Um, some Rom quotes came out today um, behind the brand of Legion 13. And it, it started with, I wanted to go. Down Stop the you right there. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to go down the warrior spirit mythology side for my team's name. The term loyalty is very important to me. Totally, I think it embodies the warrior spirit through its decisiveness and ready for battle mindset. Uh, blah 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 blah. I saw yeah, that he, yeah, maybe part of his team name is because he X. He's the captain plus the three other guys. So that's why he chose thirteen. Notoriously lucky number. Yeah, <laughs> Taylor Swift approves. I guess that's true. Going well for her. Uh, Good luck. They're trolling at this point with the loyalty thing. Yes. You have to be just, just yeah. Trolling. I just I can't wrap my head. None of who cares. None of it matters, <laughs> I guess. But like, I just can't wrap my head around like the Baltimore Orioles three days before their season starts. But like, yeah, I don't know. We don't know who's going to play second yeah, base. I don't know. We'll right. figure it out. Why, you, why is everybody asking? <laughs> but like, I, but also haters. like nobody's asking. Like yeah. nobody actually also like cares. Yeah. But the ROM thing is changes everything. But like he's on a team and nobody knows who's on his team. 
I don't know. Look at the shot behind us now with this. The marine layer has officially yeah, arrived. Rolling in. Fog is coming in. Rolling in the deep. We're asking a lot of these cameras today <laughs> to deal with light changes. A lot of and did more Adele It's doing a great job. Than I thought. <laughs> but it, a, lot, a lot of challenges coming in behind us. But What was your... Uh, What's your best San Francisco memory? You lived here for, what, three years? Five years Whoa. I lived in San Francisco. Um, one thing that always sticks out to me when I look back at pictures is you're wearing the same thing in every picture. It's a lot of long sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're all in the same vest. Yeah. yeah so, it, so it starts to be, uh, th- there can be a little bit of Groundhog Day to that. Sure. Um, best memory, though, I would say riding my bike around the city. I just used to love to make an excuse to go ride my bike through Golden Gate Park. That's I lived up by the park, um, ride out to Ocean Beach, take it across the bridge. Mm. Uh, I, my favorite thing about San Francisco is how quickly you can get out of the city to some of the best coastline in the world, um, you know, up, up north mm. of Golden Gate Bridge. Um, not necessarily. Not necessarily <laughs> Stillwater Cove, but, you know, in the, in the, in the general vicinity. Um, so, yeah, I would say that. And I think it's the best public golf town in the United States. Were you playing much golf back then? I played, that's, I played a lot at Harding Park. You okay. can get a city car. Back when I was there, it was like 50 bucks oh, if you were a city a resident. And they don't – They honestly, pace of play out there was really good. Hmm. Um, they didn't stack up tee times too bad. It was a, a good course to walk. And then you always have Presidio. They had the best deal in town. Okay. Uh, the super twilight rate. Mm. You would pay like 30 bucks yeah. after I think it was 2.30 or 3.00. Um, which was great in the summer. You could tr- maybe get 18 in, but the fog would roll in like this coming down the you know, the 17th and 18th holes. Yeah. So you, you basically had to have some great face awareness of like, I think that went right. <laughs> you, <laughs> know, you had no idea where the golf ball fell went. Fell down uh, the middle. But yeah. it was, it was uh, Super Twilight was 30 bucks. You got a cart and two beers. Oh. God, and you go play as many as you can at Presidio. So we're going to look at a Super Twilight after this podcast. Yeah. yeah, for real. Sharp Park? Come play at Sharp? I played at Sharp Park twice. Um, very scruffy. Yeah. Some fun holes, some not so good holes. Um, but, you know, cool story. Right. A bit of a lost uh, McKenzie, the good doctor, put his hands on that place. Yeah. Apparently, the only McKenzie you can play for 50 bucks. Yeah. Whatever in the world. Um, best, go- best, I'm kind of reeling on and that. Best Lincoln. public golf yes. great view. city in the country. Yeah, just I think because but city for, has to that there's got to be some qualifiers well, on city. I would I big would say city. yeah, like big urban area. Just I would say based on price, based on um, like proximity. So yeah. the fact and then now that they've redone the Golden Gate Park Par yeah. Three, yeah, that, that was a goat track when I was in town. Yeah, I played uh, it once at the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm very jealous of that um, for for San Francisco residents. Um, but just in New York for me now, it's an all day affair to go play golf. Yeah. Like there is good public golf on the outskirts of New York city. Uh, I'd call it Marine park. I think is a good, probably the best Muni. Um, if you want to call it that or public course, but it's still like, I live, I think eight or nine miles away and it probably takes 45 minutes to get there. It's right. Tough. You got to go like belt parkway, or you're just going to kind of battle traffic on Flatbush Avenue. Uh, once you're there, it's good, but it's just, it was a lot easier to go from like work downtown and say like, yo, let's go, let's go to the Presidio and you could be there and, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. You know what city has sneaky, like, lots of good public golf is Indianapolis. I spent a lot of time in Indianapolis for various, like, stories, like, whether it's, you know, combine stuff or whatever. And there's always, like, a pretty good golf course, like, that's, a, you know, you can roll up, pay 40 bucks. And uh, shout out to Indi- Indiana for having a pretty, and it's, uh, Indianapolis is, like, a big metro city. And so there's just, like, a lot of land there you can uh, fit in golf courses there. I was surprised to hear, um, 
that the, a large population of our of our team here has not played Pebble Beach before. I mean, Pebble, I have you, not. You've been a bunch of times. Been how many times? This holes twice. Uh, probably my eighth or tenth time here. Bosses could remedy that at some point. See if they get me a spot at Pebble. Put in a request. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a free one. I don't know if yeah. uh, <laughs> Send me an email. Yeah, yeah. Right, sure. Please. Get it's in line. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love I'm to come by the lodge. Yeah. Yeah. love to come by the lodge yeah. later. Maybe do you need to force them? I mean, yeah. I, you know. I, uh, no, I have not, have not played it. Um, do you have the urge to play it? There's some shots out there I'd love to hit. Yeah, I think I would. I, I definitely have the urge to play it. Um, but... I remember, uh, I you know, they say it's public. Sometimes I'm like, is it uh, yeah. accessible? Well, that's probably a, another, you know, another conversation. Um, I think there's other courses in this area that I would jump at the chance to play more, mm. maybe. But, um, like, I would love to hit the shot on seven. I would, I would love to play number six. I've always thought that was a really uh, interesting golf hole. Um, Sounds like Tito's takes. Yeah, so, of course. <laughs> no, I mean, that, not, nothing, you know. Not obvious. I told my daughter that when she turns 18 that I would bring her here to play since we got to be here for the US, Women's U.S. Open. So look, I'm going to save up now. <laughs> starting out that she's... So yeah. When I, was, I came here in 2011, I think I was 24 or 25 on a golf trip with my dad. And it was like, I was like, yeah, can we... You know, we were playing a bunch of places. I was like, can we play Pebble? He's like, yeah, we might be able to. And he, he, he it's been a tremendous provider for me along the way, but he hit me with that. You can pay for it. So if you really want to play Pebble, like you, you can you can pay for it. And I was like, okay, four hundred ninety five dollars. Sure. I paid it. I kept that receipt in my wallet for like four years after that. I saved up like that was a ton of money to me back then. Did you ever uh, pull it out on somebody? <laughs> Did you ever see this? You ever yeah. played Pebble? Hey, hey, uh, you guys are golfers. Hold, hold on, I got something you might want to see. But that, that was a, I dreamed of that as a kid. I, I, I had this old piece of. Um, this piece of like pottery or clay uh, that I made in like whatever fourth grade, seventh grade, I don't know what in some, uh, some class of, I made like in, in clay pottery and made like a, an image of the 18th hole at Pebble beach. And it's like still in my room as a kid. Like that was like the place I always wanted to play the most. Like since then it's, it's no, it's not number one on my list or the best place I've played, but it was, I don't know. What this is, is, a this is important context. That would, this would have helped in our conversation the other night. What did your dad do on number one? He uh, he had a big draw that he was playing back then, and he kind of aimed Awful right to, for try, that. to try to draw it in, <laughs> <laughs> and block pushed it into the parking lot. It was a tough start to the Steered day. Steered it into the parking lot. <laughs> it was tough. Uh, I kind of want to go a little bit. We don't have to go blow by blow. What did he do on it's like six? I don't remember. This was this was twelve years my, ago. My favorite thing that Sally says about his dad is is that he hit his nine iron one time like one sixty five. So now it's nine iron. It goes one sixty five. No, 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 it's a nine iron for me. I, I think I can muscle it. Nice. I know I can hit my, hit I my try nine to, iron. I know he's listening too. I try to hit him like I, I, I might want one more there, one, maybe two yeah. more. How do you do as a caddy? Uh, it was great. We had such an awesome time. It was, uh, it was, yeah, I, I told the story last year, but it was about a month after my grandfather passed away. And uh, it was just like, my main takeaway from when that happened was him, you know, reflecting on his dad's life was like, I need to do more things with my dad. And it was really easy momentum off that to like, all right, we're doing this. And like, I walked away from that one. I was like, okay, we need to book an old course trip. And we haven't done that yet. And I need to get on that because it's just kind of one of those things that should just go for these things while you have the opportunities to do them. And it was, uh, yeah, another, another fun, special memory that Pebble Beach is responsible for. I got for. an awesome email this week from a listener who basically said, because of tour sauce, like at Bandon, he was like, Sid did the same thing. Like dad, we need to go play Bandon. And his dad was like inhaling health and like needed a blood transfusion before, but they went and did Bandon. And he was like, I, 
you know, for that memory, like I thank you guys forever for that. Cause that, that gave me just a nudge to go and do it. And you, you don't get those like opportunities back, right? You just got to freaking do it. And that's like, I, I think about this a lot of like, dude, why have I decided to dedicate an enormous part of my life to this like very silly game, right? Like there has to be something beyond sure. the competition. There has to be something beyond, you know, playing, I don't know, I, playing top 100 courses or being out there, but like there's something weirdly spiritual about golf and I, I haven't it's like being able to wear streetwear man <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what it's about for golf me is life. for some people like expressing well, myself for some people sure of course oh, you just don't want to get yelled at yeah <laughs> but you ever think about that I'm like oh I'd love to retire someday and play five times a week and it's like you think about that like, really you just want to hit a ball around a field for like like that's what you want to do with your life and it's like man that is it? I don't know, but there's something spiritual Dude, about golf, man. That's why that I'm sitting it. in this chair right now right? instead of like grinding on some Ravens, you know, wrap up story or 49ers story. Like, eventually, I just decided like I've had, I've said enough about football. Like, I got more to say about golf, and I want to go and. Did the Ravens that. miss their window? Mm. I call them probably. Yeah. <laughs> was this it? Yeah. Think this was it for the Ravens? Well, look, I think it's just so hard to get back to that moment. That you think like it's gonna oh we'll do it again. Good, next no, year. good timing. We got a ball knower coming ball in. Ball knower, come, come on, on in, in here. Take my seat. Take uh, you got five minutes. <laughs> I don't have five minutes. <laughs> Corey Lundberg dropping through the coach. You. He just wants to celebrate Kyle. How are you, buddy? Hashtag ball knowers. Thank you guys for believing in Brock. <laughs> <laughs> he says thank you for bringing in believing in block in Brock. And, and, and in Kyle. And in Kyle. We'll wait until if it doesn't, they don't get it done. There's going to be a lot of people throwing daggers at him. All right, see you, buddy. See ya. Uh, where were we? Ravens. Uh, Ravens. You know, this, this. we're talking about the meaning of life and also the Ravens window. <laughs> I believe. Well, I think Both. in some ways yeah, yeah, it, exactly. it dovetails with like what we're talking about. Like you got to do the things that you want to do because the opportunities might not come around again. Like you see so many NFL teams like, oh, you know, we'll get them next year. They never make it back no. to that opportunity. So if like, if you have a window to do something, you better freaking get it done. What a circle that is to connect yeah. those two that topics. Was, that was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Say I, mean, true I don't know spot. if you guys heard, but I'm doing the pod for three weeks. I'm just, <laughs> I'm learning to, you know, to be a little bit of hosting duties here, you know. <laughs> Uh, that is impressive. Five minutes remaining here in the show. Uh, anything else we want to make sure we get to before we before we go? You guys got a uh, a, a favorite from from? Uh, well, I'm kind of loitering out here on the range. I think I want to. I got to rethink about it. Like coming into this week, I was uh, very much like I think f this would be a perfect spot for Tommy to get his first PGA Tour win and think it's gonna happen. But I got to like recalibrate for like. Who's like a mutter? Like mutter throws weird stuff into it that happens. Like the Derek Ernst year, I'm thinking of at at, uh, at Quail Hollow. Again, I was around for that life. You, you guys don't know anything about that life. Yeah, there was a different <laughs> different era. Yeah, where um, I've been. <laughs> Can Hideki win? It's right behind you. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard I anything from Hideki. Yeah. I, I totally had forgotten about him until I saw him uh, saw him today. But um, I don't know. I got to re. I, it could be a total. Total crapshoot out there if the weather's going to be as bad as, as they say. Guys are getting a lot of work in today. Like, guys going and playing 18 holes. Uh, Could be an outbreak of scrolliosis tomorrow. Sure. A lot of sitting around, Hopefully looking a lot at of the people, phones. A lot of people scrolling. with time to come uh, come chat with us tomorrow. It's We're going to be live again tomorrow uh, from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. here at Pacific Time, which is 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Or you can, of course, listen on the podcast feed as well. But the fog's rolling in heavier and heavier uh, you know what they say about the Monterey Peninsula. You don't like the weather. 
just wait five, micro, just wait five, five days. Micro climates. <laughs> yeah. Please, we might be Sounds like a macro days. climate might be coming in. What are we going to do this afternoon? Should we uh, try to get we up to the, the Grove? We, we played the hay yesterday, mm. which was great. Uh, we'll have a video on that. We have not mentioned that yet. Yeah, we'll have another video right later in the week here coming out about the uh, the Peter Hay, the par three course designed by the cat and Bo Welling. Uh, that was awesome. I had a really fun time out there. Pacific Grove could be a fun, oh, really fun, fun option this afternoon. Will you introduce me to Hideki's translator guy? He's the, he uh, seems like, I don't the know. Man. I don't know that I know him. You I'm just a big him? fan of his work. A huge. Sean, fan. Talk to smart and he can, okay. he can hook you up with him. Big shot. Bob Turner. I think he could hook you up. Interpreter. I, I must say translator is different than an interpreter. interpreter. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a, that's right? a good note. That's yeah. Very, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and seem, good. Mostly, I won't forget that. Mostly interpreters. Uh, uh, any other favorites you guys have for this week? In case people don't tune into tomorrow, I'm trying, to th- I'm trying to think who the Muddy Boys are. That's a good. Nobody's talking about Cantlay. He's a threat to threat to win. Every I don't know time the cold weather in his yeah, back though. It doesn't a, feel like the the best. Xander mud- Xander kind of feels like a mutter. Uh, the Poa would say that Scott Scheffler feels like a mutter. Morikawa seems like a kind of a sexy pick right now. I'm not. I don't know if I'm. Feeling it on these greens. Honestly, maybe the Lynx Master. Yeah. Can I just say nobody's going to? I I used to love doing this in in kind of betting and whatnot. Is like drafting off a guy that had a great week, but like a tough final day, coming back the next week. Steven Yeager. The Kyle Stanley models. Yeah, or that Martin Keimer. That was yeah. the one that, that hit like huge Jager's at the players. played well here before. Yeah, I feel like uh, someone in that like class and value. Doing the ta- we know he's doing the towel drill. The towel drill he's going to be influence. connected. He's getting the left side through. But everybody else is doing the towel drill. Something now. we need to it's ask true. tomorrow is... Yeah. Uh, connected. That, that, that guy was, was also like, wait, am I on camera? He was, <laughs> he was asking somebody over there. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. You, you, we broke Rare. it all down for you, my guy. <laughs> Does he, want, does he want to see replays of his swig? Is that why? He's got a barstool towel. <laughs> One thing I might do uh, after this, our guy Golden said there's there's also some AMs just really grinding on the machine, like the swing oh, robot over here. Oh, I was going to say, I would like to try that myself. <laughs> no, like, Mr. Roboto. Maybe we look into that. Uh, one thing we need to ask is if the strategy changes at all for guys for a, a no-cut event versus a cut event. We can, we can dive into that tomorrow, and I exactly. believe that we will do that. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I want to thank uh, all of our friends here at AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Today, being connected is essential. Connectivity is truly the bridge to possibility, improving the way we move through our daily lives, succeeding in work and school, and having access to opportunities that may not have been possible before. That's why AT&T invests expertise and resources in the network constantly so customers can keep connected with every aspect of their lives. After all, connecting people is what AT&T does best, and each connect leads to greater possibility connecting changes everything at&t i'm trying to drag that out till we hit the 11 a.m mark on the dot we were so close but i don't have a seconds meter shout out to ramon and his daughter and lizette. his daughter lizette one of our favorite commercials of the last couple of years shout out to golden on his birthday shout, shout out to, to cody on the ones and twos shout out, shout out to the pledge make sure you're still taking the pledge. still take the pledge that hasn't gone away And that is it for day one here at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am on the Rage. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, with some more guests. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow. We will will do our best. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most.
expect 